Welcome to Weed Kid Video. I'm Cameron Snape and I miss video stores so much I opened one in my own home, packed with the VHS tapes of the trash cinema I grew up watching at a highly inappropriate age. Every week I force my co-hosts Kerry Jade Oppitz and Brody McDonald to sit through a movie for us to discuss. So come on in, have a look around, sign up for a membership. There are no late fees, but unreturned tapes will be hunted down by six cats in a trench coat, pretending to be a person. They think we haven't noticed. They're so adorable. We just want to pat them and give them treats. But that won't matter when they scratch up your favorite face and piss on your rug, will it, you sons of bastards? This is Weed Kid Video. Nice doing old business with you. Oh, old business. You have old business? I got fucking old business. Okay. Old, old business or Come like last week business? Is it a fact check? Last week business. Are you going to try to fact check me? No, no, no. Not, not fact checking. Well, kind of. I just have Wait. things that I have said that need to be cleared up. First of all, <laughs> the okay. skateboard movie that I was talking about was a fever dream. It's called The Skateboard Kid, which is why I thought it was like Daniel Sun because it karate you kid, thought it was skateboard <laughs> kid. It got confused in my mind. And the evil sensei that is in Three Ninjas Kickback. Yeah. Is Saab Shimono, I think. Yeah, Saab Shimono. Yeah. Yeah. So I have confused that several times across several different podcasts. So that's it's, who you thought was Sensei Cruz? I didn't think it was sen- yeah, yeah, essentially. I got I got Also you called you called uh Sensei Crease Kyle Reese last episode, <laughs> who is the character from Terminator. Didn't you do that? I did do that. Yeah. Which I, so I think that you picked that up from me. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's a big mess. Don't yeah, listen. Don't is. subscribe. It is. Don't follow us on social media. We're on TikTok now. Don't do it. New business? New business. We're done with old business? I think so. Unless you had any old business. Nice doing business with you. <laughs> <laughs> this week. Nice doing business with you. Nice doing business with you. Nice, nice doing nice business with you. Yeah. Nice doing business with you. <laughs> nice doing business with nice you. Nice doing business with you. We've been doing, saying that to each other all morning. All morning. <laughs> we yelled it at each other from other sides of the house. Uh, it was today's version of no talking. Yeah. <laughs> it was nice doing business with you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This week, we're slipping into our tightest tank tops. Taking on the mob, drug smugglers, and our daddy issues with only our wits and kicks to help us, we are talking about Rapid Fire from 1992. What a movie! Brandon Lee is Jake Lowe. He wasn't looking for trouble. He saw me what thing! But he found it anyway. The Chicago branch of La Cosa Nostra. He hasn't pulled the trigger in 15 years. And you, my friend, were there to see it. Now, he's a witness. He'll be under 24-hour FBI protection. So who else is testifying against this guy? Who's about to become a target. Come on! Freeze! Fight fire is with fire. Put him out of here. I think I've had enough police protection. Rapid fire. With the face. The 
finally in the 90s. You fuckers were alive when this came out. I know. Yeah, boy. How we does were that feel? <laughs> this is the first movie we have done where you guys were alive. I mean, Meridian's 1990, so borderline. Mm. But this is the first movie where- Do we remember what month Meridian was in? Ah, uh, who knows? So home release in Australia, where? Mm. Australia, Great Britain, the US. It's, we I'm probably sure it got it in Australia by like 95. 90, yeah, <laughs> probably 91. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. But no yeah, we were too. So we could have seen this at the movies as two-year-olds. Probably didn't. It would Probably have been a, didn't. <laughs> it would have been a good time. It would have been a fucking great time. Brody might have enjoyed it. I think baby Kira would have been very confused as to why I was being brought to this movie. <laughs> I don't think I was watching live action at two. I think I was still on, on just cartoons. Already into ninjas. <laughs> oh. Already into ninjas. Oh, my God, yes. Directed by Dwight H. Little. Uh, he also directed Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. It's the one where Michael Myers How come comes back. all of these directors have done like Michael work. or Jason or Freddy? Uh, because it's... Is it just because there's so many of those movies? Yeah, or? and people dip in and then dip, and then dip out. It's the, one where, kind of- it's the one where Michael Myers comes back. That's why it's called The Return of Michael Myers. Yeah. <laughs> so people know that Michael Myers is in it. But because of that time he wasn't in it and it was very disappointing. There are those like set directors that they know that they can just be like, oh, yeah, I'll throw them this movie and it's going to be pretty good. Yeah, he's a, he's. A, I would say that he's a workman director. Yeah. Right. So he also directed Marked for Death with Steven Seagal. Um, <laughs> yeah. He directed Free Willy 2. Free Willy 2. two. There's, a two? there's a two? So there's weird. a two and a three. I knew that there were like remakes. I didn't I know that there were sequels. No, there's no remake. There's just sequels. Yeah, I, I fully. There's remakes. No, there's just sequels. I, I, Isn't there a remake with Bindi Irwin? No. Isn't that Flipper? Oh, that might be Flipper, yeah. That's a dolphin, okay. not an orca. <laughs> <laughs> One's bigger. I know the difference. <laughs> oh, okay. I just I, I mean, I, can I just, understand. I, I know the difference between the animals. I forgot. You forgot that there, there were two different movies. <laughs> there were two different movies, yeah. Uh, he also directed Murder at 1600 with Wesley Snipes. Nice. Um, and in my background work. I found out that he came up with the original idea for the movie Broken Arrow. Oh. How? With Christian Slater and How Samantha did you Mathis. find that out? Uh, it was on his Wikipedia. Uh, yep. So who knows how accurate that is. But apparently he pitched it to Fox and developed it with the screenwriter Graham Yost, who also is one of the screenwriters for Speed, um, with the idea that he was going to direct it. But Fox wanted to move into production and he was still in post on Free Willy 2. So Fox moved on and eventually it was directed by John Woo. I'm right. There was a Free Willy re- remake. Oh, my God. In 2010 with Bindi Irwin. A live Can I just say check. I'm so glad that someone is fact-checking finally. <laughs> just like, a live fact-check. Yeah. Just Free check. Willy Escape from Pirates Code. Here, see, I thought you... Kira, a 12-year-old... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> ...discovers a baby orca stranded in the lagoon okay. near her grandfather's run-down seaside amusement okay, park. Okay, we don't need the whole She thing. embarks on a quest to lead Willy <laughs> Willy back to his pod. Okay, I thought you were just phasing out and not listening to me, but you were, but you were on your phone. Looking it up because I was sure and I was right. Look at that. There you go. And okay, also, good. her name was Kira. I appreciate <laughs> good it. Good job. I really do. I thought we've needed a live fact checking sometimes. Yeah. And no, only post fact checking. Nah, I love live fact checking. I was sure. <laughs> Since the early 2000s, <laughs> he's mostly directed TV, uh, but did come back to direct the Tekken movie. Oh, what a god! Which Iron I thought Fist? that you would. Oh, the no, from 2010, the live action, the first live action Tekken movie. Is it actually called? Tekken? As far as I know, it's just called Tekken. Oh, I'm, I didn't know I'm that. not familiar with the uh, 
Tekken movie or the Tekken cinematic universe. I thought there was a movie called the Iron Tekken? Fist Tournament, but they I might could be. be confused. I used to play a lot of Tekken, but I, I fucking I've never love seen Tekken. What is a Tekken? It's a fighting game. It's like a it's like a street, street fighter, fighter, but better. Yeah, if you're into that kind of thing, it's the best. I'm surprised that Keen didn't bite on that and go better than Street Fighter. Keen loves well, Street take. Fighter. I do, love, I do love Street Fighter, but I and I did play Tekken, but I never played enough Tekken to go. Oh uh, yeah, it's better than Street Fighter. So honestly, I just don't have an opinion. Yeah, I think the dynamic of Tekken, it was like the first to like introduce like a three a third dimension. You could like sidestep moves and step oh, yeah. back. Oh yeah, so forth. you can often and you can often like you can kick people off the level level into a different part of yeah. the level, and the scene changes. Oh, yeah. I remember that. There yeah. was just cool shit. Kind of like Tekken. Smash Brothers. Hot take: It's the best bit. fighting game. Okay, written by Alan McElroy. He also wrote Halloween Four with. Uh, he obviously worked with Dwight a little before. Um, he also wrote The Marine, oh. the WWE mm. movie. There uh, you go. And has mostly been- The first one or the first the one. 12th one? The first one and he came back for the fourth one. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, he's mostly a TV writer since then and he's currently still writing. He writes on Star Trek Discovery, which- Huh. Yeah. There you go. So he's still, he's still floating around. No wonder it's such a good film. Uh, <laughs> not going to bite. Uh, from a story by him and uh, a woman named Cindy Cirilli. I think that that's how that's pronounced. Um, she only has one other writing credit and I couldn't find much else about her. She also looked like she did some acting in the 80s. So I don't quite know who she is. Starring Brendan Lee is Jake Lowe. Brendan Lee. I love Brendan Lee. Fuck, he's so good looking. He has cheekbones that you could literally cut things on. Like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. I would let him cut my face with them. <laughs> uh, Wait, weirdly, though, do you reckon he kind of looks like um, that guy from Queen of the Damned? Ah, uh, shit. Stuart Townsend? Yeah. No. In some lights, I was like, oh, my God, they look exactly the same. Yeah, it would have been fun to see him play a vampire. Mm. Oh, um, he would have made a great vampire. Yeah. <laughs> can you imagine him as a vampire? Yes. He could, could play him. Dracula. Oh, yeah. I, I could, could definitely play. imagine him in uh, Queen of the Dam playing against Aaliyah. That would have been hot. I want to see Brandon Lee as Dracula. <laughs> I know I can't, but I want to. Yeah. Technology these days. You so, never know. Oh, God, let's not. So, yeah, so this was his fourth film after Legacy of Rage, uh, Laser Mission, and Showdown Little Tokyo. This is after Showdown Little Tokyo. Hmm. Um, Fox was hoping that this movie would turn him into a star. This it was could've. This was a star vehicle for Brendan, for Brendan Lee. And they were- Is this what got him the crow? I'm not sure. It's a different studio, so right. maybe not. But they were talking about- Perhaps doing a doing a sequel to this movie. Okay. Fox was interested in doing a sequel, but obviously Brendan Lee was tragically killed on the set of The Crow, mm. um, so that never happened. We're not really going to talk about Brendan Lee's death a lot today. I just don't want to because yeah. eventually we're going to do an episode on The Crow, and obviously that's such a big part of the making of that movie that I want to save that conversation for for when we talk about The Crow. And the other thing is, is I just want to talk about this movie without the the weight of his death on it. Yeah. yeah, because it's such a fun movie. It's yeah. so fucking good. Right. That I just want to enjoy the movie without without. And all his of whole that career doesn't have to be about his death. It's not. Yeah. It's really it really shouldn't be. And this movie was a big hit on home video. Um it didn't it wasn't a massive hit at the box office, but it did well on, on home video. And of course, did much better after he died, just like all of his other movies. Mm. There was yeah. a renewed, renewed Can I ask how many films you reckon he's been in? He only made so he only made Five movies. Wow. Um, he's At all or just five American five ones? Five total. That includes the ones in, right. This wow. is his first American starring role. 
Oh no, sorry. Showdown. It, well, Showdown Little Tokyo is before this, but this is his first like above the the mm. poster, mm. above the, the the title starring role. So this yeah. was the movie that was meant to make him uh, a big deal. Powers Booth as Lieutenant Mace Ryan. I love Powers Booth. He's amazing. He's uh, one of the all-time great scenery chewers. He's just always having a great time. Uh, his highlights of his for me are Tombstone. He plays one of the bad guys, Curly Bill, in that. Um, Sun Death, where he's the he's the big bad in Sun Death, the Jean Claude Van Damme movie, and he's fucking incredible in that movie. Uh, he's also in Sin City. Uh, he's in both of them. Um, Senator Roark. He's one. Of, he's like the big bad. One of the big bad. Who are we talking about? Powers Booth, the good cop. Yeah. Oh yeah, I swear I know him as more as like an older actor, maybe. Yeah, because he was in he was in well he's older by the time he's in Sin City. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, he's a, he's fucking great. Yeah. He's yeah. also um, Cy Tolliver in Deadwood. He's one of the bad guys in Deadwood. And while kind of, I mean, everyone's a bad guy in Deadwood. But there was some dialogue um, in this film, but because it's Brandon Lee and Powers Booth talking to each other, it fucking works. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Katie Hodge as um, as Carla Winters. Um, this is kind of really only her big film role, um, but she's worked pretty consistently a in, love in TV. Her love interest. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Me Rain with names. names. Yeah, I know. terrible. Um, yeah, she's in fucking a bunch of stuff, though. Lots of TV. Yeah, lots of TV. I've seen yeah, her in so much TV. familiar, but yeah. I couldn't quite NCIS, place NCIS. Oh, right. I think Those like, kinds of things. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. She's a she's a working TV actor. Yeah. Um, she still do stuff? Uh yeah, I'm almost positive I saw her in something recently. Her credits look like they they like go up Never to stop. present presentish day, or within the last couple of years at least. Um, and there's a couple of other performers in this movie that I'm really excited to talk about. <laughs> but um, again, I'll name check them and gush over them as they appear within the movie. No trailers. No yeah. trailers at all. I was yep. surprised because it's like a yeah, but I it's, feel not like- a, it's not a rental tape. Oh, is so that we have why? A, we have a retail version of it. So Fox just decided not to advertise other movies on it. But movie like that's not of like all movies that you buy. No, right? not necessarily. But it is. It's not uncommon either. Right. Yeah. Trailers are the best bit. I know. Um, who is going to recap the premise of Rapid Fire, starring Brendan Lee? Kira is pointing at Brody. <clears throat> Thank you. You're welcome. I'm I'm both excited and made nervous to do this. <laughs> you have um, no notes, so I'm looking forward I, to. I it. have notes. He on once my again phone. has notes on his phone, so he's going to have to pick up his phone and unlock it every ten seconds, <laughs> which worked um, out so well for you last week. The at least I'm not flipping back and forth between upside down pages. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I don't know. Um, look, the the log line, the elevator pitch of this movie is uh, <laughs> Kung Fu Genius gets caught up in mafia and, and drug trafficking, then defeats all of them. <laughs> <laughs> right? Not good. Not terrible. But accurate. Yeah. <laughs> the- Appropriately short, but not accurate. <laughs> I was the, really trying to keep it short. <laughs> the blockbuster entertainment guide to movies and videos from the year 1998. Yeah. The entry reads thus. Brendan Lee, son of Bruce, becomes the target of mobsters after witnessing a gangland murder. Not bad action. Chock full of chops, kicks and bullets. Capable Lee, although Bruce's charisma wasn't inherited. Oh. Three and a half stars. Uh, I don't think shut this up, vehicle. Movie, shut up, movie guide. You are drunk. Yeah, I don't think this Bruce vehicle is... really gave him a chance to be as charismatic as Bruce can be. I think uh, he was pretty charismatic. He was, I he was. But like Bruce, yeah. really kind of like 
made scenes his own, you know what I mean, and injected a lot of... Yeah, I think that there's a... Bruce Lee is also heavily involved as a producer. Yeah. Right? So it's a different kind of thing. He would have power on set to and go. And what I would say is that is that I don't want to kind of, you know, shoot my shot on how I feel about this movie right, right up front. So <laughs> I will, I will talk, I'll talk more about him as a performer throughout. Yeah. I thought he was charismatic. Um, no, Janet Maslin. Janet Maslin <laughs> did not review this movie. She needs to be more prolific. Uh, she needs to unblock us. Um, but because it was a cinema release, I wanted to find a review that came out in 1992, which I Thank did. Thank you. Um, from the Washington Post, uh, Richard Harrington. Uh, Brendan Lee may want to follow in his father's kick steps, but unlike martial arts legend Bruce Lee, he's far too pretty for the job. <laughs> Not that there's a dearth of kung fu fighting in Rapid Fire, Brendan Lee's first starring role. It's just that while the violence looks like it's out of Soldier of Fortune magazine, Lee himself looks like he just stepped out of GQ. It also doesn't help that Rapid Fire feels like patchwork genre filmmaking at its mm. most mundane. Bruce Lee's breathtaking uh, films are zany, fists of fury focused, but the new wave of martial arts adventures seem to place equal importance on firepower. There's plenty of that in Rapid Fire, along with the inevitable chases and exploding cars. Dwight H. Little has a confident grasp of genre cliches, but Rapid Fire is hardly the vehicle to turn Lee into the action adventure hero of the 90s. So he's too pretty to do kung fu. Yeah, that's a bit of a shit comment. To it say. is. It's it's kind of shitty. It's kind of a shitty review because it's mostly about his father. Yeah, yeah. and that's something that Brendan Lee faced. That's one of the things is that you can't find an article or a review of any of his movies that do not mention his fa- do not mention his father, which is understandable. His father was a massive star, yeah. but still. Let the man stand on his stand on his own. And yeah. how is he too fucking pretty to be yeah. an action star? It is it is distracting. That's- oh, it is distracting. <laughs> it is distracting. But look at bit. other action stars. Other other action stars are it, pretty. This is an era yeah. where where action stars were a little bit more rugged, right? They were a little bit more uh you know, Arnold and Bruce and and, and Stallone, right? So they're a little bit more rugged than pretty, but still that rugged than pretty. But what the fuck has that got to do with anything? The thing that pissed me off about that was uh, about that review was that was he slacking off the stunts in this film because they were pretty fucking yeah, they're solid. Pretty, they're pretty great. Yeah, the fighting and the, and the good, stunts in this film is this, fucking some solid. Good shit in this movie, yeah. Like you can not like the movie, but you can't say he's too pretty to do kung fu. Yeah, <laughs> that's like reverse body shaming. Yeah. yeah. So this movie is available on Blu-ray in Spain. Okay. Only <laughs> oh, yeah. shit. There is a. It is region free. Okay. The cover is in Spanish, but the movie is in is in English, so you can buy it on Blu-ray. That's pretty widely available. Like okay. when you look up Rapid Fire on Blu-ray, that's what you find. There is also a uh, a limited edition Blu-ray from the company Twilight Time, the boutique company that put out Blu-rays. They only made three thousand of them. Okay. So they currently retail. Well, they're currently priced about seventy bucks US on eBay. Um, and of course, if you want to watch the movie, you can find it in your region by visiting justwatch.com and hopefully it's streaming somewhere for you. It is not streaming in Australia. It's actually not available digitally at all in Australia, which sucks. It's a Fox film, which means Disney owns it now, Does which means it'll probably never get a physical release. But shouldn't that mean that it's on Disney Plus? It is not on Disney Plus. But they own They it. don't put everything on Disney Plus. That's annoying. So in Australia on Disney Plus, there is a section called Star, which is where all the Fox movies are. It's where all the adult content is. Rapid Fire is not on Disney Plus in Australia. 
That's stupid. Um, the whole point of having a streaming service like that is to just put all your stuff there. But they're not yeah. going to do that. They're going to put the popular stuff on there. If you look at what is on there for Fox, the Fox library, it's Die Hard, it's Predator, it's Alien, it's all the popular movies, and it's very few, very, very few of anything else. I because think they're missing the point of streaming services. <laughs> there's, a, there's a film writer named Drew McWaney who talks about the fact that the 80s have been shrunk within popular culture down to about 50 movies, Brody. <laughs> What? I, we know. <laughs> I was not grinning thinking about someone's last name. Yes, I was were. not doing <laughs> Stop, Stop it. No, you're doing this on purpose. I was not doing anything. Keen's done that because he my, knows I will literally laugh. literally not in my notes. This is like off the top of my, top of my head. Audience, like, I'm just trying so to have a know. serious conversation about film preservation and, and what we are losing. Audience, this is not me deflecting right now because I'm ashamed. This is Keen. In making things up, he is a bald-faced liar. Do not believe him. Okay. <laughs> he talks about the fact that 80s cinema has been shrunk down to 50 titles. Yep. And they're the same 50 titles that everybody talks everybody talks about and nobody talks about anything else. And I actually think that that's kind of true. And I love those 50 titles. Those 50 titles are the movies that we can all, when we think of the 80s and we think of 80s cinema, they're the headline, headline acts. But there is obviously so much, so much more. Hence why we started a podcast. Hence why we started a podcast. Mm. So this movie is from the 90s. Though this movie is from the 90s. No, no, the 90s as well. The, all of, the whole pre-digital era. My backstory with this movie, not particularly complicated. Uh, I was a massive Brendan Lee fan. I loved Brendan Lee. Like you I loved be. Bruce Lee. I watched Bruce Lee movies when I was very, very young. I knew who Brendan Lee was. As soon as Brendan Lee was on the screen, I knew who he knew who he was. Before um, the crow? Long before the crow. Nice. The crow is 1994. It's two years up. It's two years after this. Well, it was shot in 93. Yeah. Uh, Brendan died in 93, but it, the movie came out in 94. And I was a Brendan Lee fan from probably from Showdown in Little Tokyo. Right. But I had also seen him in the in Kung Fu the movie which was a TV movie of the TV show Kung Fu that came out in 1986 where Brendan got a little bit of justice because he played the bad guy in Kung Fu the movie. Kung Fu was a concept for a TV show that Bruce Lee came up with called The Warrior that was stolen from him and used in Kung Fu because the network didn't think American audiences watched a show with a non-white lead. <laughs> wow. It's what caused Bruce Lee to say fuck it to America and go make movies in Hong Kong. Wow. Ah. Yeah, as a kid, I thought Brendan Lee was like the coolest person in the world. Like I, he was one of my heroes. I wanted to be Brendan Lee. I wanted to look that good and, and, and do martial arts that well. Yeah, fuck yeah. Like he was absolutely somebody that I adored as a child. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I um, mean- being a young boy watching Kung Fu, regardless of who it is, you're kind of going to fall in love with them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was every person who did Kung Fu on a screen for me. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I want to be you. Yeah, I mean, there are people that stood out. Like, I, you know, there were, there were like I said, what I'd say the difference is that, like, there was periods of time where I was like, I was like a Chuck Norris fan and I was a Jean-Claude Van Damme fan and yeah. I was a, I was into Michael Dudikoff. That's a name that will only who make sense that? to people from the, from the 80s. We will definitely talk about Michael Dudikoff okay. movies. So... Uh, there were people that that were that I liked, but Brendan Lee was my hero. I mm. wanted to be Brendan Lee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. Yeah, uh, yeah. So let's let's talk through through rapid fire, guys. I'm I'm worried because 
I just really fucking enjoyed this film and <laughs> I didn't take too many notes and I don't know if I'm going to have much to say about it. <laughs> oh, I've got plenty to talk about. Okay, cool. <laughs> we can react. <laughs> we get an opening credit sequence and it begins with Lee in a dark room doing martial arts. The like, a, I don't know what that. The trail effect. Yeah, that. I thought it was a um, like a defect in the VHS at first. <laughs> you thought it was a fuck up in the VHS? Yeah. No, that's very much on purpose. Yeah, I didn't realise it was in purpose until the shots that where it's not there. It's, and, and like when words were coming up, they weren't doing it. And I was like, there's a weird, weird effect. I don't like it. Well, it's a reference to his father. Oh, is it? It's, a, it's Fists of Fury. Oh. They, there's a scene in Fist of Fury where Bruce Lee moves his arm, waves his arms around, and they do the exact same trail effect. Ah. They're Did letting you, you know the reference. To that? They're letting you know they're that letting he's you Bruce know straight away that he is Bruce Lee's son. <laughs> okay, because that's necessary. Is it just me, or was the music from Braveheart also playing over this scene? Braveheart hasn't come out yet. Yeah, I know, I know that, I know that, but it it's was really the exact not. Same this music. movie has like a jazzy score. It doesn't Braveheart. I know the score this, of Brain, Braveheart is like iconic as yeah. Fuck and it's there really is this not. like do 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 like like no. There is a hundred percent. I'm I'm gonna old business your ass next week. <laughs> come at me, bro. Um, yeah, and he gets a big kind of hero entrance shot of his face as his title comes up. Yeah. Like this movie is like they're trying to turn him into a star. They are absolutely, absolutely trying yeah. to turn turn him into a star. As they should. Yeah. And then we um we transition to to Thailand where a uh, a gangster and uh his goon are traveling on a boat upriver. Such a fucking great opening. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, this is uh Serrano played by Nick Mancuso, uh who's sweating his ass off in his double-breasted suit so that you know that he's an Italian gangster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we also get the most famous henchman that I've ever seen. Oh, uh shush. Shush shush. shush. Oh, okay. I've gazumped. I'll stop. You I knew you would I um I had a feeling that you would you would step on me, but we're going to save it. Okay. Right? Okay, no, 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 cool. I yeah. love that man, so I'm excited yeah. he gets his so own section. We learn that he's meeting with Tao, played by uh, Tai Ma, his heroin supplier, and that they've worked together for 20 years. And we instantly get some exposition and that there's some immediate kind of distrust or there's tension between between the between. This the guy two. has also been everywhere, right? Yeah, Tai Ma's in lots of stuff. Yeah, yeah he's, he's so stuff. familiar. Almost everybody in this movie I know from others. Yeah, from other, yeah, from thank other you. Stuff. Okay, cool. Yeah, there's a lot of recognizable faces, especially if you watch a lot of action movies. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of recognizable uh, stuntmen, for example. Yes, yes. Um, it was at this point that I want to point out that Tom, one of Ty's henchmen, Min, he has a name, is played by Al Leong. Have we seen him before yet? We haven't seen him in a movie in a movie yet. Oh, wow. I thought we had. He hasn't been in any of these movies, but he's the guy with the mustache and the long, and the long, and the long hair. Long uh, goatee. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and I will, abs- as I said, I, we will absolutely be talking about him on this podcast. Yes. But set up payoff. We're okay. going to talk, talk about him later. Okay, okay. okay. Ooh, okay. Um, I think that most of our audience would recognize him, and I was going to ask if you guys recognized him. Obviously, Do you Brody, know? Brody no, 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 no. Not who. the kind of thing that I would recognize. Okay, him, yeah. So, we'll, <laughs> okay. so, so Kira will get a treat later when we, when we talk about Al Leong. Um, it is going to be a bit later. I want to okay. talk about no, him. That's fine. We talk about him way down the line. I'm glad that he's got a whole section. I oh love my that God. guy. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yeah, it's going to be a good, it's gonna be a good time. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Serrano sails it down. There's a um, there's a fun gag about about Tao getting all of his uh, his information from CNN. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Serrano needs help because his business is is in trouble. Um, they go and watch a a bow fight. Uh, they watch uh, two guys fighting with with bow. Bow um, staffs, just to be clear. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, a bow is a staff. I have a question. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> How old are these men meant to be? Ah, uh, these men? Yeah, like the the main mafia the, guy and the and the forties, fifties, maybe. Because he's like, tw- it's taken me twenty years to get you to come to this country. Yeah, but he's probably been in the mafia for since he was a teenager. Mm. So when they were young men, yeah, men, they probably they were, were young men they together, were bothering each other about coming to the country. Yeah, yeah. Okay. If, this, if this, so Tao is his drug connect, right? So when they were babies, they were arguing well, when about probably, when he should when he come pro- to Thailand. When he probably <laughs> wasn't. See, I reckon they're like When he probably 15. wasn't a boss. Right. So when he's like 30, he's like talking to him kind of thing. Okay, 30's yeah. fine. If they, were in, if they were 40, then he's like practically a teenager and Which, being like, you know, come out to my country and see my. It's it's the mafia. Any of those things could happen. And like, who knows? Like, he's definitely running some kind of like army in his country. So like, he could have maybe been he real just thought it was running cool. an army. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. So Serrano isn't really interested in watching people fight with toothpicks, and he uh, he wants a cut of Tao's action. Uh, Tao's not having it, so he picks up a bow himself and goes and beats the shit out of the two guys that yeah, were fight that were fighting yeah. each other to assert his dominance. And then he <laughs> fucking turns around and goes. Never ask for something you can't take. Yeah, he well, that he is says the fucking best. Yeah, Serrano, <laughs> Serrano spits on the ground as a sign of disrespect. Yeah, and then yeah, and then Tao says a Sicilian proverb to him. What the hell did he just say? It's a Sicilian proverb. It means don't ask for what you can't take. I, I miss that. That's fucking even more baller. Yeah, they actually say that it's a. Uh, Serrano says because he's. I, I heard goon. him say it was a proverb. Yeah, I didn't Serrano's hear him say it was a Sicilian, Sicilian one. Proverb. That's dope. Yeah. I don't know if it's a real Sicilian proverb. Who knows? It's yeah, but that's just so good. And then on a college campus, there's a pro-democracy protest for China. Machine guns cannot murder our dreams. Machine mm-hmm. guns cannot murder your dreams. Do you know who's uh, leading the? It's Dustin Nguyen from Twenty One Jump Street. It is also. Uh, Glam from Three Ninjas Kickback. <laughs> You're obsessed with that movie. I fucking am. But do you remember Three Ninjas Kickback? I've not seen oh Three Ninjas. Uh, he's, every he's fucking like, week. He's every, like fucking, <laughs> every fucking week. You're like, do you remember Three Ninjas? This part of I'm Three gonna Ninjas? Have to three put Ninjas it, 4? Three Ninjas 5? Three Ninjas fucking what? I'm going to have to put it in my, my, like, when I take over this podcast because, like, I love that movie. But, yeah, he is one of the funniest henchman in Three Ninjas Kickback. He's like a glam rocker. It's great. Who is he in 21 Jump Street? He's like the co-lead with Johnny Depp in 21 Jump Street. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. He's He was a big deal. He was like a heartthrobby. He's also in 22 deal. Jump Street. He's also, yeah, he's also in the in the, in the the movie. New movie, yeah. In the, well, the newish movie. Newish, yeah. yeah. Hmm, okay. It's the second anniversary of, of the Tiananmen Square massacre. We'll probably get to it, but like, did they, I feel like in my memory of the scene, and I probably should have watched it again, but- the scene that we're going to talk about in a second. Yeah, the father. Because first, we get helmetless Jack Lowe riding in on his motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. We have to introduce Brendan Lee first into the movie. What a man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And his leather jacket. <laughs> it's very James Dean. Yeah. It's very rebel without a cause. Yeah. Because he is a rebel without he a cause. He is a rebel without a cause. He parks at a bike rack. 
<laughs> Does he? Legitimately. Does he? I he should not be riding noticed. that much. Like, it's clearly they had him ride the motorcycle to where they were shooting the scene with the protest. There is another motorcycle next to it, so they make it look like it's a motorcycle parking, but it's a bike rack. <laughs> that is gold. Yeah, you're not supposed to park a motorcycle at a bike rack. <laughs> and he's clearly, like, just riding on a riding his motorcycle on a path. There's yeah. no... It's not a road. There's no bitumen. He's just on a path in the in the college. Yeah, so we want him to look like a college kid, but we also want him to, to look, look like, like a James badass. Day. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and then as Jake is walking through the crowd, we get uh, a flashback to Tiananmen Square because he was there with his with his father. Mm. And there's a nice transition between between like the signage of the, the protest signs and there's a shot of Jake yeah. looking and then they cut to the black and white protest signs in Tiananmen Square because that flashback starts in black and white. It slowly fades to colour, but it starts in black black and white, which is yeah. an interesting choice. And, yeah, so we see that that Jake's father was crushed by a tank in Tiananmen, in Tiananmen Square. Yeah, trying to help someone who Trying to help somebody who'd been, tra- who'd, been, uh, who'd been trapped, yeah. Yeah. And did they dress his father in, like, the same, like, office outfit as the guy who stopped the tanks with his groceries? Because I feel like you know that memory guy's, is that guy's in like a white shirt and no, I didn't make that connection. I didn't make that. Maybe that my connection. brain has just re- rewritten over that scene. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> mm. It's an effective scene. It's got some scale to it. There's like a decent crowd, yeah. and a decent number yeah. of tanks. The only thing that doesn't really work is that is that the shots of Jake's father. There is no tank anywhere near him. Oh <laughs> yeah, I had no idea he got this. Is- Pretty grim sentence, but I had no idea he was run over with tanks until Jake until basically flat yeah. out said it. Well, the way that it's shot, there's no tank behind, even behind him because obviously that would be dangerous to do. Yeah, and they just cut to a shot of the of the tank rolling, and it's like so close that you can't tell what's happening. They don't even do a sound effect, which I mean, the sound effect would be pretty fucking gruesome. Yeah, but yeah, I'd assumed that he'd been like shot or something. Like I knew he died, but I didn't think that that was how he died. I yeah. thought that because there was gunfire and stuff, I thought that he just got shot. Yeah. yeah, I was just surprised that, and like, because they just wouldn't do it today. Like an action movie fully referenced, like a very heavy political thing. Yeah, it is a. It's, it's definitely a choice. I mean, it doesn't really deal with the politics. It's just using kind of just using it as window as window dressing. It's How not many gonna, years after Tiananmen Square was years. this? Okay, so it's actually like it's accurate in terms of the yeah. two years. Yeah, nineteen eighty nine. So it's it's really it's really close for me. What using Tiananmen Square did was very easily allow me to brush off why he is so well-trained. And I know we talk about it with his father and stuff like that, and that's the justification. But Uh, him living in that climate gave me, well, a justification for why a uni student who's doing art is this well-trained. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. This is no, no, from no. his life before. Yeah. I've watched plenty, he's of, led I watch plenty of movies where there's no justification for how yeah, true. martial arts. I really, they like it doesn't. Yeah. But as we've discussed before in like Wild Thing and things like that, like there's certain elements that stop me buying in to yeah, certain sure. things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It gives you enough that like you, I understand what you're saying. It gives you enough that you kind of go, oh yeah, okay. It stops yeah. you from questioning it. Stops it. Yeah, from exactly. Paul, who is the guy that's leading, who who is who Dustin Nguyen is playing, um, tries to talk to Jake after the protest, but Jake isn't interested in getting involved because he thinks politics are bullshit. Paul wants him to come to a fundraiser, um, but Jake just not is just not having it. Yeah. Um, art class surprise. Um, who's the teacher? Richard Schiff. Yeah. yeah. Kira didn't notice until the, till this morning. It's Toby <laughs> from the West Wing. 
as yeah, the art teacher. I did not notice in the in my first viewing. I was watching it on the little TV, and then today I watched this morning. I watched it on the big TV, and then I noticed such a small part. I I kept thinking he was going to come back. He's in other things. He's a train driver in Speed. <laughs> Dick. Two years later, so it, before he was a before West Wing, he was a working he was a working actor, but he mostly had small. You know, he was a theater actor, but he mostly had small parts in, it's, in movies and TV. It's funny because, Toby. like you, you as an audience member who is not so plugged into the world, um, you see these actors and you think they're big actors because they've been in big things. They're not the main character, but they're big. They're big actors. They're they're in a lot of things. You, you see them everywhere. But then you realise, like, A, there was a time when that wasn't true. And B, like, they're also not big stars. Like, they're not the Hollywood hero stars. So they still have to, like, do some bit parts sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he well, before West Wing, he was, you know, he was a bit player. Yeah. He was just a guy trying to make it. Yeah. That happens. Mm. Like, it's like how, uh, like, Gerald Butler's in, is a, is a Navy guy in one of the Bond movies. He has like no lines of dialogue. He's just dude sitting at a radar. In the art class, uh, yeah, Richard uh, Schiff, who's the teacher, uh, comes over to Jake and is like, it's life drawing class. You should be drawing what you're seeing. And Jake's like, yeah, that is what I see. And then after the class breaks up, the the model um, comes over and he's painted her with a dragon because mm-hmm. that's, that's what he sees. And we see that he's quite, a, quite an artist. It also was not like the greatest drawing. <laughs> <laughs> but like the dragon wasn't that great. You know what I mean? That's like cool. the person was pretty too. good. But like if I'm that lady, I'm like, I'm going, because <laughs> he gives it to her as like yeah, a nice little gift. And if I'm that lady, I'm like, Finish it first. Like finish it before you give it to me, because I can't. I can't finish this off, and it looks like it's got good bones. Do you, but do you like his flirts? <laughs> yeah, his flirts? he's got game. Um, is that me? Uh, no, you're the dragon. Yeah. Also, um, does he not have like an assignment that he's meant to do with that that painting? Like he's doing it for a class, and then it's just like, here, take it. Oh, who knows? It's a little bit of arts college. <laughs> yeah, do, he do can probably just draw anything again. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> yeah, so he gives her the painting and and she asks him out. And there's a there's a joke about uh, whether or not he'll still think that she's sexy with clothes on. And he, as he closes the door, yeah. he's got a little throwaway, throwaway line. Who knows? Maybe he'll think I'm sexier with my clothes on. <laughs> Don't bet on it. I agree with him. she was pretty sexy but like also we got did we get like full frontal nudity in that scene I don't remember yeah she's completely naked yep hectic within the context of it being a a live art drawing yeah yeah Yeah, I remember like going from a protest about Tiananmen Square to like full frontal nudity I remember that being a bit jarring and just being like oh yeah okay why not why (laughs) why not are we in this live drawing class Mm -hmm. at uh, a port uh, Tao is meeting with uh, Chang, played by Paul Michael Chan. Also he's, in a lot of shit. His data's dad in Goonies. Oh, at the end of Goonies, I thought he looked familiar. Yeah, he's also in, he's he's in lots of lots of stuff. Chang is is Tao's middleman. Uh, he you know takes the drugs once they get to to America and, and then distributes them. And uh, Tao gives him a Mongolian dagger as a gift, and then warns him about Serrano. Uh, but Chang isn't isn't worried. I just want to say that, like, people like Chang and there's a lot of people in this movie that aren't uh, our our old mate Powers 
that still chew the fucking scenery when yeah. they're in this. And he does. Everybody's, like he's, me- everybody's memorable. Yeah. yeah. Everybody is memorable. He is not in this movie for very long. Mm. And this movie like ends and then keeps going. It does. And, and he's still quite a memorable part of this movie. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I really like this guy. That night, um, Jake arrives again helmetless on his motorcycle at the address that the model gave him. Um, did you guys notice that every time there's a nighttime scene in this movie, the streets are completely wet? <laughs> I'm no. not surprised, but yeah. no, this I is didn't a style. notice. It's a style of the time where they wet the street down so you get that glimmer of the, yeah. of the city. I mean, it's, city a, it's a good look. It's a, it's, a cool, it's a cool look, yeah. Every single time there's an outdoor scene at nighttime, the <laughs> streets are soaking wet no matter, yeah. where, they, no matter where they are. Um, yeah, so Jake arrives at uh, the address. Uh, the model's name is Rosalind, by the way. I don't think she's mentioned in the movie, but there's her name in the, name in the credits. Um, score is super 90s. There's so like good. guitar and jazz. Yeah. It's got mm. this lethal weapon vibe. So to fucking it. good. And Jake goes inside and it's a setup. Paul has conned him into coming to the I'm fundraiser. Not, it's just not cool, man. <laughs> yep. I would just be so trick confused. Him. Yeah. I would have just turned around and walked out. Like he doesn't want to be there. He's now got tricked into it. But it's not like he's had a crush on this girl for six months or whatever. He just met her and she asked him out and he was like, he oh, yeah, cool. He goes to leave. Yeah, but I would have just actually left. Like, yeah, yeah. She, he goes to leave, like, and then she's kind of like, "We'll stay for one drink." And yeah. sorry, sorry, stay for one drink. And also, he's like, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Also, yeah. Like, I would have just turned around. Oh no, fuck you, and left. I I just can't believe that. I'm going to call him Glam because I forget his his Dustin name. Newman, Paul. Yeah, Paul. Paul and the live drawing model. Like, I can't believe that they're basically out of the film after this scene. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird to cut. Like, so, I mean, Dustin Nguyen was never a big star, right? He was always, he was, but he was, he was, you know, he was in a big TV show, but yeah. he, was the, he was the co-lead. But he, after, like, during the 90s, he, I mean, his career obviously Was dropped, this like a off. cameo for him almost? Uh, kind of. It, I don't think it's a cameo. I think that they needed somebody for the role and they, cast him and yeah yeah. okay um but so anyway so paul introduces jake to chang because chang is their sponsor and owns the building that they're in it's a a warehouse that they have run their operation out of but it's also where some drug dealing happens yeah i mean it's a good front to launder money it's an event space um jake asks chang what's in it for him like why he's helping them out and chang's answer is so shady what does he say uh capitalism and uh you know democracy democracy (laughs) like it's just like why are you being so fucking suspicious don't you do this for a living (laughs) (laughs) that is so good. It's, just, it's like it's like whoever the writer was. It's yeah. a good cause. <laughs> this is the writer hand waving. It's not important. It's not important. But <laughs> but just it's just such a it just it's a choice that just doesn't make any sense to me because Jake is not involved in this nonsense. Like Jake is about to get involved in this nonsense. Yeah. But at this point, like, there's no reason for for Jake to know who who Chang is. Yeah. And Chang is a drug dealer. Like, but there's Do just they this even shady have any interaction. interaction? They have no interaction. <laughs> I mean, they have this interaction. That's it. That's all they have. So Chang isn't even like plugged into the mafia thing as far as Jake's concerned. Jake doesn't even know there's a mafia right now. <laughs> Jake's a college student that followed a hot girl to a to no, a building I, where he I mean got like r- later in the movie. Like he has no he literally has no idea that Chang is even related. Oh, he does hey. later because does he goes, he? the cops tell him who Chang was. Oh right? yeah, true, so true, like true. There's a, and then the, yeah, there's a whole thing. Yeah. So anyway, Chang goes to his office and Serrano and his goons are waiting for him. The lighting in this scene 
So it's a it's a the office is kind of a glass cube up on a mez- on a mezzanine, and there is Venetian blinds on every side. Mm. So the entire scene is like is light dark, light dark over mm. every every character. So it's super like moody, like noir noir lighting. I, I won't say scenes, but there are spaces in this movie that are right? beautiful. There are spaces that are beautiful and also so you're so spatially aware of like everything where everything is. Oh, we have like, so much to talk about. <laughs> I love that you've keyed into some of this stuff because we're going to talk about like every single – like there is so much stuff to this, talk about. This whole, this whole you are thing re- of events that are, happens in this building, so good. You are reacting to something. Yes. That is that positively to something that you can't articulate, yes. right? And that thing is the thing that for me is missing from so many movies this year. I 100% time. agree. And we're going to talk about it on the. On Do the, you remember on me on. talking about Wild Thing where I was like, I, I have a problem with this movie and it makes me angry because everything feels like a set? And everything feels like yeah, it's I don't small. have a problem with that. But yeah. No, 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 I know, but th- that's what this yeah. movie does. Well, it, no, 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 different. it does the opposite. You know what I mean? It I gets think it's it a different right thing. In this movie. I think it's a different. I think it mixes some things together. But we'll, we'll but we'll talk. Okay. We'll talk more okay, about sure. it as we go on. Um, I have lots to talk about. So, <laughs> yes. I, you know, I'm never short for words. Nine mouth runneth over. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Serrano is loading a shotgun and being menacing uh, as he does a racist impression of of Chang and he's there to take mm. over Chang's business. He wants his shipping manifest. Chang agrees, reaches into his jacket and then throws the dagger, the Mongolian dagger at Serrano and Serrano blasts him with a shotgun through a window and Jake is standing right there on the other side of the window and makes eye contact with Serrano. Can and I then, just say? Who then tries to shoot Jake and, and misses. Yeah. Can I just say, I'm glad we get justice for Chang a little later in this movie. Because fucking he's cool and Serrano fucking does him dirty. I mean, he's a drug dealer. I mean, they're all baddies. <laughs> but like, you know how like you like a certain baddie better than the other ones? Yeah. Serrano's a bitch. Serrano's a straight up bitch. And all the other fucking baddies in this movie are awesome. <laughs> okay. Sure thing. <laughs> okay. I, I'm just saying like, look, there's a reason why people like fucking Thanos because he was cool. There are baddies that are just... Cool. You're shaking your head at me. I, sorry, my my eyes rolled back in my head so much I almost passed out. I needed a, a easily. I love Josh Brolin, but an easily relatable cultural touchstone, Thanos. Okay, sure. <laughs> Just gonna keep my cool bitch, I'm gonna keep my bitch mouth shut because <laughs> we don't need that heat. All hell breaks loose. Uh, Serrano and Chang's gang uh, gangs in, engage in, in gunfight as people from the the fundraiser scatter. Um, I love how much an Uzi gets used in this time frame. Uzis just yeah, fell out of use. Yeah, you know they, were, I mean? they were super popular. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were everywhere in every movie in this time frame. Yeah, and, and Uzis with silencers. <laughs> which, why? It's an Uzi. Well, you know the, why? Because yeah. it looks cool. Yeah, fucking oath. Yeah. <laughs> Is it an odd choice that he decided to do this when there was a party happening in the building? Yeah, but plot. I understand yeah. <laughs> but plot, but we can still raise the question. Yeah, we absolutely. I think can. he only shot him because the Chang threw the knife. I think it's. I think yeah, that but he you have uh, to, violently overreacted. But yeah. you have to when you're going into a situation where you're trying to steal someone's business from them. You have got to expect them to maybe fight yeah, back, fight back a little. Yeah. yeah. So you know, maybe don't do it when there's a million potential witnesses in the building. Maybe do it when there's no one else around, so that if you do have to kill people, then nobody sees you and you can just walk away and nobody knows. Yeah, it's true. Would have been a better choice for him, and Very then we true. wouldn't have had a movie. I understand that, but 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, bad choices. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bad choices all around. Sereno directs his head goon, uh, Gutsy, I think it's his name, um, to oh, find yeah. and kill Jake because he saw him. And Jake is like hiding from gunfire. He tries to help Rosalind a little bit. I love that as escape. soon as shit goes down, like we have the justification. He was in fucking Tiananmen Square when shit was going down. So he knows to react and get yeah, out and of the he, building. Yeah, he tries to help go, somebody go, go. straight away. Yeah. Yeah. And then he fucking murks a dude by kicking through a banister. <laughs> he fuck <laughs> Yes. <laughs> the kick through like seven different beams on this fucking banister. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. It's so good. It's so good. And it's one of those things for, as a kid. Uh, like I gasped at that shit. I lost my mind to that shit. As an adult, I still lose my mind to that shit. <laughs> Straight so through the fucking, cool. fucking railing like a boss. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I know that was also like movie magic, but like oh, yeah, he could have fucking done that yeah, shit. Who cares? Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, Jake fights a guy and this is our first seeing of Brendan Lee in action. Yeah. Um, and he's fucking amazing. He he's just incre- amazing. He's incredible. He is, he's fantastic. He's using Jeet Kune Do. He's using okay. his father's style. Right, he's using combat. He's using lots of things. He uses a little yeah. kung fu. I mean, the Jeet Kune Do is a lot of different stuff. They kind of break together. down what Jeet Kune Do is later in the movie. A kind of a little bit, yeah, uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. they they mention the the different all styles, the different styles, the yeah. styles and stuff. Um, he kicks a dude that flies through the air downstairs and takes out another dude coming up the stairs. Yeah, <laughs> like the that's stunts, a fucking, those stunts. That yeah, stunts yeah. is fantastic. Fucking um, is this is also where he like breaks a dude's arm and like grabs the gun. That's in a second. And, yeah. And, and, and we'll talk about I'm that. Getting a little excited. Bit more. Yeah. I know, excited. Right, me too. Well, here's the thing. Tangent. Tangent yeah. is not a tangent because it's about the movie. Yeah, it's about please. The movie. So um, I want to talk about the stunt coordinator of this movie. Okay. Who was it? It's Jeff Imada. Huh? Imada is a fucking legend in this industry. Okay. He is a dude that is, oh man, I don't, he's, he's worked as a, <laughs> he's excited. He's a, he's a guy that's worked as a stunt performer. And I, like when I see him in movies, like our friend Al Leong, who we will yeah. talk about later, he's a dude that I, when I see him in movies, I recognize that dude. I who know who he, you know, he is. He's not in this movie. Oh. He's, the, he's the stunt and confront coordinator for okay. this movie. Um, I'm going to list some movies, um, some credits for you. And these are just the movies of his that I like. Or we have mentioned on the on the on the podcast, right? And these are movies that he stunt these coordinated. Are my, that he was either a stunt performer or a stunt co- stunt coordinator. Right? Okay. He worked as a stuntian. Blade Runner, Blue Thunder, Missing in Action Two, Rainbow First Blood Part Two, Police Academy Three, Big Trouble in Little China, The Golden Child, Lethal Weapon, Steel Justice, Prince of Darkness, Beauty and the Beast TV Show, They Live, Gleaming the Cube, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, <laughs> Roadhouse, Tango and Cash, Tremors, Highlander Two, Point Break, Showdown in Little Tokyo, Cuffs, Hot Shots Part Two, The Crow, Mortal Kombat, Waterworld, Money Train, From Dust to Dawn, Escape from LA, Blade, Fight Club, and it keeps going. <laughs> the last credit on his IMD, on on his Wikipedia is Furious Seven. Fast, seven fast and Furious movie. Fuck, right. Jeff Imada. Holy shit! Yeah. What a fucking god! Yeah, he and Brendan trained together when Brendan was a child. So wow. they were. Um, I'm not sure what age Jeff Amada is compared to Brendan. So I don't know if he was older or. I would assume that he was older, but I don't know by, by how much. Amada said of Brendan Lee that when Lee was in his teens, he studied. He struggled a lot with his identity and having to train in dojos, which included large photos of his father troubled him mm. as a child Aww. and so it led him to leave martial arts in favor of of soccer so he lost contact with brendan 
at that stage of his life, but they reconnected later in their film careers with Amada working as a, as a stunt and fight coordinator in several uh, Brendan, Brendan Lee movies. Fuck yeah. yeah. So yeah. That info, by the way, is from Bridget Bass's book uh, about The Crow, the story behind the film, which we own a copy of. You own yeah. a copy of. Yeah. Yeah, that's your book. That is yeah, my book. That is your book. Yeah, it's a fucking great find. Oh, like it's just the slide under the table. Yes, thank you. Slide on the table, he kicks the table onto the dude and then, yeah, he breaks the dude's arm and the gun pops up and he grabs the yeah. gun out of the air. <laughs> Fuck, like... It I just mean, has moments. It just yeah. has like really cool, well-choreographed yeah. moments. The headlock kick... He puts a dude in a he puts a dude in a headlock and then kicks him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like great behind. Yeah, that's I've not seen that before. <laughs> this is the level of entertainment on these fights is why I love Jackie Chan's fights so much mm. because they're so real. I've been watching way more, way more. Have you? Yeah. Since we, since we talked about him on the pod, I, there's a bunch of his movies on SBS on demand. So we watched, we watched police story. Yeah. Which nice. Kira has, I've seen before, but Kira hadn't seen. And then I watched project a, which I had never project seen. Project a. It's Jackie Chan as a, as a, it's set in the 1800s. It's Jackie Chan as a, as a Navy cop and cool. going after pirates. Fuck yeah. And it's fucking amazing. I can't I, believe I can't believe that I was this many years old when I saw that movie for the first time. I thought I'd seen it. I put it on thinking it was a Jackie Chan movie I'd seen, yeah. and it was something completely different. And I was nice. like blown away. Fuck, he's so. I was like, good. I literally like, I I can't watch a Jackie Chan movie without yelling. Yeah, at how amazing things are. So true. And I remember, like, Kira was in the other. room. I don't know if you remember, but Kira was in the other room, and I just yelled out to her, "Movies are bad now. <laughs> like, movies are like, look at this movie. Movies are bad now. So, dude, I, get I mean, it movies because, aren't like, bad practical now. Practical shit just doesn't happen anymore. There's just a there's just an attention to, attention to detail. I think that yeah. is, uh, things are so rushed and pro, uh, in terms of production. There's lots of different reasons, and but uh, like, we've kind of covered some. of I don't know if we're touching wanna... on it yet, but like special awareness. Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna special talk about, we're gonna talk about is a big thing in this fight. That's, yeah, that's, we're gonna talk about all that all that stuff. Okay. We're gonna talk about download. There's a specific sequence later, which I think is a really good example of what you're talking okay. about, and we'll and we'll talk about it then. Yeah, keen. Um, um, so, but also in this scene, he's straight up fucking like not just like murks someone, as in like basically kills them, and we don't know if they're dead, but like he fucking murks some people in this. Yeah, but uh, but we also get him like reacting to violence quite a lot. Like yeah. he doesn't want to do violence he's, he's throughout, yeah. the, throughout the movie. He's yeah. like facial acting seems like it's traumatizing him every time yeah. he kills someone. There is also, there's also a table spot where he jumps off the back of Oh, well he kicks a dude, does like a spin kick on a dude and the, him and the other guy fall through a table yeah. and there are boxes underneath that, a cardboard yeah. boxes underneath the table that you can see to soften their, land, soften their landing. As they do in professional As they do wrestling. in professional wrestling, which is ah. why, I, why, I mentioned, why I mentioned it. Um, Jake escapes um, out of the building, jumps on his bike, uh, Serrano and a couple of his goons are in a car and they shoot at him. So he rides his bike back up the stairs and into the building. The gunfight's still going on. He tags a guy with his with his handlebars and runs him through a glass display. Yep. Yeah, that was yep. fantastic. He fucking does. That was hectic. Now I'm not sure if it's a dummy at that point for that mm. shot, and that's probably not Brendan Lee on that motor on that motorcycle. Oh, you reckon? Yeah, I reckon it's. I reckon it's not. Okay, fair enough. Um, I don't think he's doing that stunt. Um, Do you think you'd be able to ride a motorcycle upstairs? I have ridden a motorcycle downstairs. You have? 
like three stairs. <laughs> I, don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Let's find when out. When did you ride we'll a do. motorcycle you down know three when stairs? We're done. You definitely can do that. I know that people can. I'm wondering whether can can. When, ah. we're, when we're done, I'll ride it up the front. I'll ride my, ride my bike up the front stairs here and we'll. <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> and then uh, he there's a jump, motorcycle jump through a glass window out onto the street um, and he slides out as the cops arrive and and he of course gets gets arrested what? how did he make it through the window what do you mean like how did he get the air inside to get through the window speed speed <laughs> he kicked yeah true yeah <laughs> he popped himself in the motorcycle up maybe there was a little ramp <laughs> I love this. It happens in so many different movies where, oh like, my God. you jump cars, a car. Cars jumping when yeah. there's no... I mean, sometimes you can just see the ramp. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, there's a... there's a uh, there's The opening chase of Speed 2, Cruise Control. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a bunch of motorcycle jumps that just make no sense, right? <laughs> yeah. Poor Jason Patrick. And, um, and, uh, and sometimes you can just see the ramp. You just see the ramp. At the police station... The FBI arrives, including uh, Agent Frank Stewart, also a dude that's in like tons of movies. I didn't write his that actor's name down, but the white-haired dude. Yeah, 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 in fucking everything. Yep, because Chang was a middleman in the drug supplier to the Chicago Mafia. Sorry, no. Uh, the feds want to talk to Jake because he's the only witness. He's the only person that saw what happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, surely Serranto would have had to like leave at some point and no one saw him. There was lots of other people there. There yeah. was. Where was Paul? <laughs> yeah. Also, like, I fully. I mean, he's the only one that saw Serrano kill Chan. Yeah. Yes, mm. but he's not the only witness. Yeah. yeah. But, like, I fully was questioning why they made him an art student throughout the whole film. And oh, because of this one, this one reason. This one thing <laughs> is why he reason. is. It's clever. They don't even, they don't even fucking need. Anyway, you, you do fun. the rest of the scene. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah. So we, we, um, we get some exposition out in the hallway that Jake's dad was army intelligence and that he was stationed in Beijing. So he was an American in the, in, in the American army. And this um, is where we also get all the fighting styles that he knows. Yeah. 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 Uh, Muay Thai, uh, Kung Fu. Yeah. Uh, they, they name a, they name a bunch, yeah. of, bunch of different ones. I didn't write them down. We want to see him this way. He's the only one who saw what went down. Father's career army deceased. Army intelligence was attached to the Beijing Embassy in 89 when the shit went down. Medal of Honor, taught the martial arts twice a year at Langley, Wing Chun, Kung Fu, Muay Thai. And when they come into the room, Jake is even less impressed because they're just cops in suits. Yeah. Um, they try to pressure him. He's not really having it. Really, they're like, there's no reason for him to even, he, he's like, if you're not going to charge me, I can just go. Yeah. Um, and he's drawn a picture of Serrano. And then Agent Stewart wants to be his best his best friend. Mm-hmm. He tries to be a good cop. Um, and, yeah, they want Jake to testify against Serrano in a grand jury uh, deposition, I guess, and they kind of blackmail, they blackmail him into it. He calls them out for blackmailing him, and, and one of the other guys says, that's law enforcement. Okay. Yep. They're not even trying to pretend that they're not corrupt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, I have a question about sure. that. Um, spoilers for this movie, which we're literally telling you every beat of. How do you? Um, <laughs> this guy is corrupt. Yes. Right? What? Yes, I know. <laughs> I know. But why does he then go, it's Sorrento. 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 The the case about him is. So, so that he could, I think that he's, 
Okay. But he literally then gets himself in trouble. It's like he, he could have just let this guy go and not let anyone recognize yeah, that he but saw Yeah, but he's probably in a situation. He probably thinks that the situation is, is that no matter what, Jake is now, like this thing exists, right? He's he's recognized that he knows. But no Jake one in the him. room is talking about Serrano until he mentions The two it. other FBI guys, the, there's two other FBI guys that know about Serrano. Yeah. They're part of the same, they're part of the same case. So I think that, like, you're right. Yeah. But, but also within we can his make internal the assumption. logic, you can make the assumption that he knows that he's get, taking Jake to Chicago to to have him killed. Oh, yeah, because that is really the next step of what he tries to do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. In a, we, we cut to Chicago. We got a, you know, classic shot of a plane landing. Yeah. And then some streets, some street shots. And then um, at a bowling alley, we meet, enters <laughs> uh, Withers, Farris, and Lieutenant Mace Ryan. I love a good bowling alley as a. As oh, it's a, great! It's <laughs> fucking yeah. great as a baseball. Did they take this I mean, from Twenty One Jump Street, having the fucking mad hideout? I'm in lots of shows that have it. Like, so in Miami Vice, they're in like a they're in a uh, I can't remember what it's called, but they're in like a, a building that is not a police building. I so don't that's really having remember a, Miami having a Vice hide- at all. Hey. Oh, that's great. Having a hideout. I think it's nice. It means that in all because there's a lot of waiting around in jobs like this. So if you're in a bowling alley, you can have a few games while and you're while so you're waiting. So true. And yeah. I love Some the metaphor building. with the like pin that comes in later. Yeah. Like I love the, that r- shit. the runner. Yeah, we're yeah. going to talk about the runner. Um, so uh, just quickly, Ferris is played by uh, Francois Cow. Uh, who's another actor that's all over the place. He is the Shredder in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze. Oh, my God. He's Fuck. Dr. Pierre Cheng in Lost. Ah. And Jules Pierre Mao in The Expanse. Ah. He is everywhere. He's in. T- he's also in millions of other things. He's an actor that I've always, again, he's an actor that whenever I see him, I'm like, oh, hey, it's that guy. That's what I did with the dude who was running the protest. Yeah. Trying to yeah. picture him in The Expanse. He's uh, Julie Mao's father. Oh, Julie Mao's father, right? Yeah. Oh, he is too. Yep. Great. Oh. He's obviously older and lost. He's the like the head of yeah. the Dharma Institute in, in Lost. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. That's fucking wild. Yep. Um. So yeah. So the three of them are part of this. This you know, like vice or drug robbery. I love the team. way our love interest gets um introduced. Withers. Yeah. Well, if it isn't Detective Withers, my well, intelligence officer. Yeah, so I mean, it's just a little exposition, so you understand yeah, who's who. But like, literally, you could have just replaced information with exposition because, like, that's what she does in this film. <laughs> She's the exposition officer. She is a little bit, yeah. So they're hun- <laughs> they're uh, they're all hunting Serrano, um, and they've um, Mesa's linked Tao to Chang to Serrano. and Withers comes over to chat with them because she's gotten word from a contact at the airport. Um, about a witness coming into town, which is Jake, and Mace wants her to try to talk to him and and mm. um, and so sends her off to, to find him. Powers Booth is just it's having a fucking great time. Yeah. Powers Booth literally is just having a nice time. He's just chewing he like that exposition, he fucking chews that exposition up yeah. and spits it out. <laughs> like he just does not give a fuck. Like he's just having a, an amazing time. At the uh, at the safe house, Agent Stewart drops off Jake and gives him his business card. Uh, if you have any questions or needs anything later, because he might. Mm. Um, and I would just like to highlight this is tank top number one and it's white. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, like, is this witness protection? Because they're standing outside with him in the open for a very long they're time. They're a safe house. <laughs> it's fine. I'm sure it's fine. Uh, it's, he it's, seems um, pretty impressed with the Pop-Tart situation. Yeah, mm. he does. In the safe house, the feds are kind of chummy with him. They make a, you know, it's a little casual racism joke about ordering Chinese. Mm. Um, uh, and Jake kind of laughs them off. And again baddies which yeah. we find out yeah so jake sense. uh you know it must be hot in chicago this time of the year because jake calls himself off by by dampening himself at a at a, <laughs> at a sink i don't care um, what you say about his, it it was necessary tank top off, <laughs> and it's just looking so respectfully <laughs> fuck do we have he to is so fucking pack. ripped oh this movie takes every opportunity that it has to show off brendan lee's body I guess this that's movie why the, um, is so gazy at him; it leers at him. I guess that's the reason the um, the the reviewer was like, "He's too pretty to do action movies because he was basically modeling in every yeah. scene that he was." Basically, every single chance that they have to put him in a state of undress, they put him in a state of undress. Um, and being respectful, <laughs> thank God. <laughs> well, I mentioned on a previous podcast that you can have a real good time just, just you know, to relax if you just Google Brendan Lee shirtless and just spend 10 minutes. I but did like, mention that on a podcast. You know how podcast. there's those six packs that like, you're like, whoa, they've shredded every single drop of fat and water out of their body to look like that. Or like there's those six packs that like, it's kind of uneven. Like it's weird how it's uneven like that. <laughs> and like there's six packs and they're great. You know, you're never going to complain about a six pack, but Brandon Lee's six pack is like the idea of what a six pack is. When and people draw think, six and packs, And I don't think he's had draw. to do that thing where you dehydrate yourself in order to have a six pack quite, yeah. uh, quite as much as other people. He probably people. did a little, but yeah. Probably a little, but not quite as much. Because I mean, there's the a is an athlete, so he'd need to be able to still be able to do his yeah, you don't want to be yeah. so dehydrated that you're dizzy. Like, what's, um, what's, like what? What's his name that does? Hugh Jackman has talked about being. Yeah, Henry Cavill as well. Yeah. yeah, I mean, what's interesting is 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 that action movies in this era don't really look like that, right? Mm. But they all do now. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah. That, you mean the people? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like you man. have to. Like you have to. If you, even fucking Chris Pratt in Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. has to have a fucking twelve pack, right? Yeah. yeah. So like all action movie heroes all action stars look like that now when they take their shirt off and and they didn't used to now there's an entire industry that is around making dudes look like that yeah right? but they they like they draw on a lot of that shit as well they do a little bit of enhancement yeah, yeah. but they also then just Hugh Jackman it and dehydrate the fuck out of themselves <laughs> yeah. so they can be ridiculously yeah. jacked and, and yeah. you know you're vain. now the hero of this movie we need you to start taking steroids yeah. <laughs> and stop drinking water. Stop drinking, yeah. stop drinking water. Yeah. So um, anyway, so two but of the- Yeah, Brendan Lee actually looks healthy and yeah. ripped at the same time, which yeah. is quite impressive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So two of the feds are crooked. They put silencers on their guns and use the noise of a passing train to kill the third fed so they can kill Jake and pin that fed's murder on him and justify then killing him. Mm. Right, they're real like sloppy about it because Jake yeah. actually just sees them do it. <laughs> yeah, and um, then they also call him cop killer before they even start before shooting. Before they even at him. start shooting at him, yeah. yeah, they're um they're not bright. And Jake takes them both on, and this is another fucking great fight. Fucking, the, it really uses the the cramped environment and the apartment well. Like Jake kicks a door and to stop a guy coming in and, bre- and breaks his nose. I also love this little moment, the shoulder roll. 
What do you mean? Oh, my God. Oh, really? To get back to his feet? No, 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 no. So um, after the initial kind of skirmish, once he's got the guns out of their hands, he faces off with one of the feds. And they're like backwards and forwards at each other, and and Brandon Lee does this little yeah, I remember yeah, yeah. this little shoulder roll. There's just like it's a tiny detail, but it is, and I don't want to talk about his father the whole time, but it is the kind of thing that that you see Bruce Lee Bruce Lee do. Yeah, it's just this little like it's like it's like Henry Cavill in Mission, in Mission Impossible Fallout Lucky, cocking his arms, yeah. <laughs> right? It's just this little piece of behavioral action that just makes something. It makes you go, oh, wow. Like It makes you go, this guy has his shit squared and locked away yeah, yeah, and yeah. he's about to fucking lay some wood up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, eventually swings up into a closet to get away from, get away from these guys. That was fucking some smooth. Nah, like, hold on. Let's break this down a little bit. The double kick on the door to break the dude's nose yeah. was fucking great. Like, so fucking great. And, yeah, it was like a slapsticky almost moment, but it also worked as a really nice piece of the, action. just using the environment yeah. very well. Yeah. Oh, man, it was just such – every fight scene where it really went into the fight scene and, like, they had to deal with guns as well. Mm. Oh, there's and a lot of just, gunfire in this movie. Yeah, but it also – like, you know how you're looking at a kung fu movie who is, a like, say, a kung fu artist versus – uh, mafia and all they do is have guns, mm. right? You have this harsh, harsh ex, uh, uh, juxtaposition of, of like, how is this guy beating all these people with guns? Mm. They do a really well, good uses, job in yeah, this film. Yeah, he uses the environment. He yeah. uses the the apartment. Like the, this, is, this is Jeff Amato staging a fight in a tiny apartment and using the environment of the apartment to make the fight make sense in a really interesting in a really interesting way. And also be, but also like still be like highly entertaining. Yeah, like ridiculously entertaining. And like, sure, there's there's parts in this movie where it's like, why didn't they just kill them there? Why did they take them to the boss and stuff like that? Which happens in movies and it's mm. kind of like silly. But other than that, they do a really great job of like going, oh, yeah, all his, all these baddies have weapons, mm. but like he's doing a good job of like beating them and when he has to, actually using the guns, which a lot of other kung fu movies shy away from. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, so he slips up into this closet. The reason I'm repeating it is because they do this thing where like the gu- they fire the gun and light comes through. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. The second time they cut back to it, it's a still frame. Huh? It's a freeze frame of Brandon Lee in the top of the closet. That did look it's weird. Even, it's not even moving. Oh, really? So they must have extended the shot, right, more than they had footage of, or they decided uh, it also those light beams coming through are an optical effect. Ah. Then it wasn't shot like that on set. Did you find that out because you sat there and go, oh, that looked weird. I need to look at that? Yeah. We, and, yeah. And, and I watched this movie three times. Yeah. It, it looks a little bit weird, but they do do a good job of hiding Yeah, it's it. pretty quick, but it's a still frame. What they may have done is extended it. They may have shot the first ones that we do see practically, mm. right, and then decided they wanted to put more gunshots through the door in the edit because whatever reason, rhythm or any whatever reason. Withers at this point arrives um, downstairs and Jake kicks at an iron grate to escape, kicks it a bunch of times. Um, oh, yeah, he's been in a towel this whole break. scene as well. No, he's got pants on. Has he's he? got his shirt wrapped around his. Oh, around that's his. why. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he kicks the he kicks the uh, the iron grate, and eventually he does kill one of the feds. He stabs him, and then he kicks him through the through the grate, and escapes down a fire escape. Why was a poker outside the window? I think it's a gun trail. It's a 
I thought it was like a thing that you like hold it could be, yeah. meat with and you like carve with. I didn't get and it. And I was like, why is honest, that outside the window? To be honest, while I paid lots of attention to this movie, I didn't look at that particular detail twice. Because so. it's almost like he's reaching into the kitchen. I think, he, the pulls, I think he pulls a garden implement out of the- That uh, makes or, so or like much a, more maybe sense. Maybe a barbecue implement. Like there might oh, be- Oh, yep, yep, yep. Fire, like, I don't know. I didn't I didn't. Yeah, really it's either that, that it's a barbecue thing or that it's a- um, Garden thing. Garden thing. It's not that they put kitchen implements on the terrace for <laughs> you know what it is? It's definitely those like barbecue forks that yeah. like are really sharp yeah. and like are really long. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So he stabs him down the fire escape, uh, jumps over a fence and runs into two uh, withers. And at the same time, cops arrive. There's a lot of, I'm a cop. No, I'm a cop. No, I'm a cop. No, I'm a cop. That. But I'm a cop. Yeah. <laughs> and then even the feds, the one of the evil feds arrives. I'm a cop, you idiot. And, He's also um, a cop. <laughs> and and uh, Jake takes Withers kind of hostage for a second and then eventually runs away in slow motion hurtling over. <laughs> yeah. None of them give chase. Just well, the, one fires. Well, one fi- <laughs> well, the fed fires and the cops yell at him, hey, what are you doing? Why are you shooting? Yeah. Jake calls... Stuart, Agent Stuart, because he's got his phone number. He got the business card earlier. And um, Stuart wants to know what's what's kind of going on. At uh, Serrano's Hideout, it's an Italian restaurant that we'll come back to a few, few times. Serrano's giving a little speech. He's giving a little pep talk to his goons about negative thinking. Negative thinking. You got to think positive. Like here in Chicago, we had that mayor. What's his name? You know, anyway. Everybody thinks everything is going down the tubes. Bada bing. He has a heart attack. He's dead. Think positive. It's down. Everything looks terrible. He's got us by the balls. Think positive. Cut off his hands. (laughs) About how you have to think positive. Yeah. Cut off a guy's hands. (laughs) Yeah. That was very jarring. The phone rings. Yeah. And it's uh, Stuart. And yes, Stuart is corrupt. And they set up a meet to, to kill Jake. Well, Stuart tells them where there Jake is. There are so many be. different groups in this movie. <laughs> yeah, there's lots of yeah. There's, yeah, there's lots of different gangs. Yeah, there's many gangs and alliances. Some of them are cops, and some of them, and some are, of them are, aren't cops, and some of them are corrupt, and some yeah. of them aren't corrupt, and some of them are in the mafia. Yeah, and Mace is listening. Yep. Illegally. Yep. Because there is a line about how. If only this 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 wiretap was legitimate. I miss that. Ah, <laughs> yeah. oh, that makes so Which much sense. Which is why sense. they can't just why yeah. they can't just nail them, right? Because yep. they obviously haven't got enough evidence to have the wiretap to begin with. But they've tapped him because that's the kind of guy. It makes he's sense. not just a co- cop going rogue. He's a cop that has gone rogue and yeah. now can't. He's trying to stay rogue. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and then that night, there's a there's the meet. Um, Jake arrives and Stuart is just shady as fuck straight so away. So shady. Like so He's shady. He's not trying to, he needs to try to hide that better if he wants his plan to work. Oh, Jake, like, just come over here, step into the light. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I, I. Step into this kill box. The, the funny thing was, is I was like, oh, are they trying to like do a like noir kind of thing here where they're like trying to like mask him and some, like, no, some noir. Yeah. Noir I actually noir talked about feel. that with Ellie and she's like, oh, this isn't one of these bloody noir bloody detective things that you like. And I was like, well, no, but it's like this kind of film. so dismissive of you. (laughs) (laughs) But like this kind of film lifts heavily from that genre as well. I love you, Ellie. I'm just (laughs) just trying to cause doubt in Brittany's mind. (laughs) It's Um, all right. She'll take you on. Um, I know. know. (laughs) um, But yeah, and like I thought they were trying to do a noir thing, but you're right. As soon as all the groups arrive, it turns into a Monty Python skit. (laughs) Like it really does. Yeah. Of course, Mace pulls up to the meeting. And tells Jake that if he wants to keep breathing, not to move. 
Um, and then Stuart and Mace point guns at each other. And Jake doesn't know, really know who to believe. Well, yeah, because everybody seems to be just yeah. shooting each other. Stuart, yeah. How is like, he supposed to know who to trust? Stuart's like, I'm your friend, I'm your buddy, I'm your pal, come this way. Yeah, that <laughs> We've been so through this together. We've been through this together. We're so, we're so connected. We've been through this trauma together. What? <laughs> We've had like two conversations. Um, maybe they talked, maybe they had deep and meaningful on the plane that we didn't see. Maybe. Yeah. Um, and then on a fire escape, Serrano's goons give themselves away by using uh, laser sights. Oh my god! <laughs> and then so smart. And then there's a gun. There's a gunfight. Um, Jake runs and hides in some boxes um, as two goons are walking through with shotguns, shotgunning the boxes. It's actually kind of like it's like hiding in the tall grass. It's actually yeah. it's actually kind of cool. Um, and he eventually ends up. Killing a dude and grabbing two guns and killing him Hong Kong style, yeah. firing two forty fives at the same at the same time. <laughs> he fucking and then he freaks out that he's killed people. Yeah, he's yeah killed it's people. very yeah. very regretful. Well, he's he do- obviously doesn't like guns because yeah. there is also a moment later where he has a gun and he chooses to like drop it. Like he's I think clearly, generally he would prefer not to. He'd prefer to use his kicks yeah. and his punches. I feel like by the end of this film, he's digested that, but. By oh, this yeah, he's point, every time to, he's fully prepared to kill. By then, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, at this point, he's just like every bullet is just like, oh god, oh god, and he fires a lot of bullets. Yeah, yeah. and all, so does everybody in this movie. Yeah. There's a lot of missing. They have the uh, hit rate of stormtroopers. Yeah, in this movie, really the movie is called Rapid Fire. Yeah, so yes. it's not so surprising true. that there is a lot of rapid fire. Great pickup. Great pickup on you. that one. Hot take. Hot take. <laughs> just so, full of hot takes over so here. So astute. That's why people come to the pod for the uh, for the deep take. Yep. Uh, Jesus Christ. He ends up jumping into Mason. Wait, just on this yes. point, the tagline on the front of the cover that I'm just looking at is unarmed and extremely dangerous. <laughs> and as we've just pointed out, he is armed he is several points armed. in this movie. I mean, he's extremely dangerous when he's unarmed. Yeah, this is true, mm. but he is also armed. <laughs> yeah, he has arms. He ends up jumping into <laughs> bare arms. Uh, oh, God. Sorry, I was just thinking about those abs. Um, <laughs> He jumps into Mace's car and uh, they're fired at by some goons in, in a car. There's a very short chase through an alleyway. And then Mace just stops his car, gets out, and uses a shotgun to fire at a car coming directly at him. He fucking GTAs this he GTA, car. He blows the engine. <laughs> yeah, I've done this in GTA. He, um, he blows their engine and it explodes and flips. And it's a variation on a cannon flip that we've talked about before where they have the pylon in the back yeah. of the car. But it goes straight up and hits into a into a parked car. Um, and the mace just drives away casually. Yeah. They were so close. And so close. Brendan Lee actually goes, holy shit, and jumps into the back seat to get yeah. out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, he pulls up, has time to explode this car with a fucking shotgun. Mm. But then this motherfucker is cold as ice when he drives away. Fucking, just he is little, a boss. Little, little swerve out handbrake turn, like it just goes off. In the HD version of the movie, as they crane up, you can just see the cops blocking the road. <laughs> no. <laughs> the cars and the cops blocking Yes, that's yeah. pretty good. I watched this movie three times. I watched it twice on VHS and and once in HD. And yeah, you can that's just gold. see the Fuck just yes. see the cops. In, in world, it kind of might make sense. Maybe. I mean, they, half the of them are yeah. cops. It's, so. I, lo- I, almost, I almost look for it because I know it's going to be there, yeah. right? With movies, like it's always going to be at least, sometimes it's two or three blocks away, but you can always kind of see like a line. Yeah. In this movie, it's just like right at the next <laughs> intersection. 
They're just there. Uh, in the VHS, you, you can't really tell. You, you just, no you just see lights. You just In the VHS, you just see lights. In the HD version, it's just like, there are the cops. Yeah. There are the cops holding. For me, it felt like rush hour. We're in the middle of a massive town, and yet every street is empty. Yeah. <laughs> Mace introduces himself to Jake and takes him to the, uh, the bowling alley. He doesn't get to bowl. He, he does not. He doesn't get to bowl. I'd a- like to know if he has bowling skills. Okay. I'm sure he does. I feel like he would. Or he's terrible at it. One of the two. Yeah. He's, he either gets like perfect strikes or needs the bumpers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think Brayden Lane needs the bumpers. <laughs> I reckon he does. Okay. <laughs> Again, the deep takes that you only come to with the video. <laughs> Does Brendan Lee need bumpers when bowling? Oh, my God. Mace introduces him to the team. Uh, Withers punches him in the stomach <laughs> because he took Because how oh, yeah. dare he use her. her as a hostage? Well, he kind of did use her as a human shield. Um, Jake is a wanted man. There's a bunch of banter. Uh, it's, it's a little quippy. Things get a little. I mean, little. It, it's quippy as soon as our detective friend really gets introduced. Because, like, even yeah, when he gets in the car and they're driving the away, he's time. like, he's got a line, "You've yeah. had a bad day yeah. or something yeah. like." Yeah, yeah, and that in that wonderful Powers Booth way. Yeah, Mace's. We learned that Mace has been chasing Tao for ten years. That's a long time. Is Mace a bad cop. He's also been in another country. Oh, yeah, he's been away, yeah. <laughs> these dudes are so fucking shady and so fucking obvious. Yeah. They just got into a gunfight in the middle of a street in Chicago. Yeah. And 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 they started all this at a party. And, and Mace Ryan can't put a charge on a man. <laughs> well, he's chasing, he's chasing Tao. Big, he's chasing the big fish. Not Serrano. Not, yeah, Serrano. Which why? <laughs> Reasons? Well, he's uh, yeah. What's what's weird to me is the feds are chasing the local guy, and the cop is chasing, chasing the, the guy who's like crime. got an army in another country. <laughs> Let's not question it. <laughs> just, just move on. Jake thinks he's probably off the department's Christmas list. Mm. I mean, it's, probably. It's like that line. And Mace lays out the situation to Jake, who just wants to go home. Jake asks Mace what he wants him to do and what he needs to do to get off this ride. Mm. Uh, that was that a great line. Too. Another great line. Yeah. The next day they're in a car together and we get a kind of little slightly deep and meaningful between. I fucking love this scene. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Both of them Why? are just fucking dropping the coolest lines to each other. <laughs> and this is the part where yeah, I was like. Yeah, they're bouncing off each other. Like yeah. They're having, a good, they're having a good time. Yeah. This is the part where I was like, all of this dialogue is the most corny ass shit but because it's these two people. I'm fucking in. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. This, I mean, this movie is cliche written as fuck. Oh, yeah. But that doesn't matter because what makes this movie fun and great and a good time is that it's incredibly well directed mm. for what it is. Right. And Brendan Lee and Powers Booth are fucking stars. I would, they watch, are both stars. I would yeah. watch a fucking lethal weapon with these two. You know what I mean? Like they have fucking great banter and they can carry a whole movie around them. Yeah. I, Easily. I, yeah. 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 It, that, I mean, that's the thing that elevates this movie. Like the, all that stuff that's in the review that, that I read is, is except for the pretty part and the preoccupation with his father. Right. Yeah. Is true. It's a cliche written. Like the, the, the fucking Serrano is so like, He's like the he's very, like um, the worst version of the Sopranos version yeah, of an Italian yeah. gangster. Yeah. But it doesn't matter because all the pieces work and it's really it's actually I think it's really well directed. I wonder if like there would have been any problems with him acting and saying all these lines because like his character has a lot of weight to carry from his father as well. There is of he is obviously drawing from his personal experience in this movie. Yeah, a little bit. He has Issues with his 
father yeah. and his father's legacy. Yeah. And what his responsibility is to that. No wonder this was probably like a vehicle made for yes. him. Absolutely. Yeah. This movie yeah. is this movie is designed around him to make yeah. him a, to make him a star. Yeah, I didn't even it's think about it. It's the only movie he's in that is like that. Yeah. Yeah. In the other movies he's just a dude that's been cast in him. Even The Crow, he's a I mean The Crow is an incredible role. Yeah. But but it's not built around Brandon, Brandon, Lee. Brandon yeah. Lee. It's built on the comic book that, yeah. that, that, that pre-existed. Showdown Little Tokyo, he's technically the second banana to Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, but right? he was... Second banana. <laughs> he was, you know, that was also a part of his career where he like, that's what you it's do. It's literally a you, year before this. Yeah, but don't you like, when you're coming up in Hollywood, you kind of like tag on as someone's yeah, co-star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Dolph yeah. Lundgren's the bankable name in that, yeah. in, that mo- in that movie. Which is crazy to me. I missed... I can't believe I missed a whole like period in the world where Dolph Lundgren Dolph- was a star. Yeah, they kind of—he's one of those actors that they tried to make a star, and he kind of was, but he wasn't a star for very long. And mm. he went back to being in like director video and and like Same lower, as Ruck- lower uh, Rucker, Rucker Howard, yeah, yeah. Rucker Howard up. Every like lots of actors have ups, ups like and downs. Two actors who I love a lot, and like I never really thought hit that star level. But they apparently did. Um, completely lost where you're up to. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's fine. I love talking about Brendan Lee. <laughs> well, yeah, so the they're in ride. the car. Yeah, so they're in the car. Jake is just anti-cause. Mace sounds like Jake's father. Yeah. And the line about... Sounds oh, like, like a smart man. Him. Maybe I'll meet him yeah. sometime. Maybe you will. You sound like my father. Yeah? Sounds like a pretty smart man. Maybe I'll meet him sometime. Yeah, maybe you will. Get out of my head. I swear you and great. I share yeah. a brainwave sometimes. It's fucking great. That was a great line. <laughs> it's really good. It, and literally it's because, it, again, like you said. They the, don't oversell it either. The dialogue, yeah. is not, the dialogue is not fantastic. It's quippy, which is kind of the style of the time, right? There's some, there's a lot of banter. There's a lot of yeah. joke, like I'm saying a one-liner. Uh, it's not over the top the way that some other movies are. Like Showdown Little Tokyo is just Quip City. Every line that <laughs> Brenda, every line that Brenton Lee says in that movie is a quip. Mad, right? Um, but they sell it. The performances, the performances sell it. Yeah, yeah. You, you kind of like didn't realize that his father died from the tank, same as me, right? Yeah. When you heard that line, did you start to like have a sneaking suspicion that his dad was going to come back into the movie at some point? <laughs> I only thought that there might be something like that when the file came back. When his dad's file, when the, uh, when the yep, chick yep, was yep. like, oh, I've got your dad's file. I thought that he was going to read the file. Before and the bit, second And ending. be like, what? He's not really dead? Where is he? Let's <laughs> yeah. go track him down. I thought that, that was where that twist was going. Uh, um, but that's only because the file came back. Yeah. Um, at that point, I was just like, oh, that's how he died. I thought he was shot. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, black tank top. <laughs> Is tank top two or three? It's number two. He, okay. he actually pockets. only has two. He has a white one and a black and a black one. And he just, Smart. He just he didn't pack heavily for this trip to Chicago. I mean, he was only meant to be there for the weekend. That's true. <laughs> uh, they go to Stuart's house. I love that they just roll up to Stuart's house, like yeah. Stuart's home address. Yeah. <laughs> it fucking just cuts down one of the big bads. Yeah, and so uh, Mace tells Jake to act cool, keep everything under control. Jake agrees and then kicks Stuart in the face. Yeah. I love the wife in this scene. Yeah, yeah the wife is amazing. <laughs> yeah. She comes in all shocked and then she's just got this look on her face like, oh, I'm going to have to clean this freaking glass up again. <laughs> 
And obviously they're going like, to go do their business, and I'm going to clean this up again. And in two hours, <laughs> this is just going to happen again. You know, he's why just did gonna... we even put this glass cabinet in the hallway? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's just going to say, "Look, I got kicked through it. I don't need to clean it as well." <laughs> that, you know that you know that uh, she has a divorce lawyer on speed. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, also, though, that stunt where he got kicked into the glass cabinet, that was actually pretty impressive. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's good. Um, the they, initial kick, I liked the, how high the initial kick was that he did. Yeah, oh, I don't remember. quite a high high front kick to, to the guy's face. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So they go to another room to talk and uh, Jake and Mace pull good cop, bad witness on him. <laughs> uh, Mace tells him to cool his fists of fury. <laughs> yep. Yep. Caught that. The meta consequences of that line are <laughs> brain numbing. <laughs> Fist of Fury is a movie that Bruce Lee is in. Yeah. Bruce Lee exists in the world of this movie? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Bruce Lee is a movie star in the world of this movie. So <sighs> does that mean that Brandon Lee exists? Well, he's Jack Lowe. That means that somewhere out in the world there is a Brandon Lee and a, Maybe. And a, and a Shannon Lee. Maybe Brandon <laughs> Lee and Jake Lowe were separated at birth. And they're twins. <laughs> Sorry, and the meta consequences yeah. are mind melting. Mace then, uh, Jake then leaves the room and Mace blackmails Stuart into helping them with a tape from his wire tape, a wire tap, a tape that would exonerate Jake. That would get Jake out of the trouble that Jake is in. But obviously he can't, and which now makes so much more sense. I was so confused at that point. Were you confused? Yeah. Yeah. No idea it was illegal. There is a lot of, as Kira said, there's a lot of different groups and there's a lot of like kind of plot machinations and stuff. And and the movie's like actually fairly good at fairly good and clear at it. But like but also if you're not like paying super attention to it, you could just miss a piece of information and then just and then just like be like what? Confused about things. Uh, at Serrano's Stuart calls and sets a meeting to deliver Jake to Serrano um, with Mace listening in. And then back at the bowling alley, Mace bowls and misses Chekhov's bowling pin. (laughs) (laughs) It's the shot he keeps missing. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's a nice little visual metaphor. Mm -hmm. Withers is running Jake through the plan with a model. I'm not sure if it's a scale or not. The... Uh, so quick. Thank you for that. Do you understand that joke? Yeah, yeah, because it's definitely not to scale. No. No? <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a reference for the kids. Oh, tell me. Oh, my God. Okay, Tangent City. There's a running gag in, there's a running gag in the Back to the Future movies, all three of them, where Doc Brown makes a model to explain the plan to no. us, to Marty and the audience, and every single time he says it's not to scale. And I have the, never, I've, I remember exactly what you're telling me. I've never movie, noticed that. In the third movie, the one when they're in the Old West, yeah. Marty says to him, yeah, yeah, Doc, I know it's not to scale, before <laughs> Doc has a chance to say it. Fuck. It's a running gag across all three movies. Fuck, I, don't, I didn't even know that. Thank you for that. Yeah. So every time there's a model in anything, I always say, oh, it's probably not to scale. I thought the joke <laughs> was the fact that a sniper little sniper doll was the no, size of a whole you building. You taking me way too literally. So. Yes, <laughs> yes, I should know. I should know. Tangent City. Oh, and God. here I was thinking this one would be shorter. I we're just, we're I, close I mean, to the first end. It's That's not the true. first end. It's just the end of the second act, guys. So you guys <laughs> no, not it felt like an ending. There is 1.5 movies in this movie. <laughs> it's just because it's shot at sunset, so it makes you think that it's the end of the movie because your brain is trained to think it's the end of the movie. Yeah, they use all the, the end of the movie shorthand. They do. They yeah. even use like a crane shot and a, yeah. long, and a long lens for them like reuniting and stuff. Yeah, it feels like the end of a movie. It's just the end of the second act. It's okay. 
Well, we know that. We watched the whole movie. I'm just saying it was the end of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to talk about moody lighting here, but we already kind of talked about it. It's kind of the lighting in this movie is at times, it's beautiful. You don't see a lot of this style of lighting anymore. Nobody goes to the effort to to light like this anymore. Where are we? In the the restaurant? In the bowling alley. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So good. So, yeah. Anyway, um, Withers explains the plan to him and to us. Uh, Jake is worried he could be killed. She tells him that he has to trust Mace, that Mace wouldn't send in a civilian into a situation he can't control. Jake doesn't trust anybody. Um, they said the same thing about his father because they're super hung up on his father. Um, yeah. Mace is like his father. Oh, yeah, okay, I get it. My we father, two, my we father, my father. We already did. Mace bowls again. Um, what time misses. of the year is this? Because the bowling alley has Christmas decorations. I think because it's I run down. I don't think, I think it's that open. was just a rundown like affectation. Oh, okay, because yeah, there's tinsel. Yeah, yeah, right. I didn't didn't notice, but it's a bunch it of seem, red tinsel. It is the type of thing that you would you would notice. I love Christmas. <laughs> yep. And then we it's get not to not a Christmas movie. It's not a Christmas. <laughs> movie. No, I'm pretty. I mean, just to be clear, <laughs> it's hot in Chicago, so it's probably summer. So yeah, yeah they just haven't taken their Christmas decorations down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Also, that's a real bowling alley that is still open to this day. It's, ah. it's called Fire Bowling in Chicago. I looked it up this morning because <laughs> I was I I often look up like now and then photos of locations and movies after I've watched them because yep. I'm just curious about where things are shot all the time. Interesting. Yeah. And so, yeah. Um, and then we get to the sting. Uh, Stuart's wide up. There's some fun banter. Jake insults in Mace in, uh, I think it's Cantonese. I could be wrong. Yeah. I would assume it's Cantonese. If, uh, if yeah. it's Chinese, yeah. Well, if he's from Hong Kong. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Hong yep. Kong is Cantonese. So Farris also speaks in Cantonese to him. He calls him uh, Guaylo. Um, What's Guaylo? I've uh, heard that before. Foreigner, a white guy. Uh. Right. Um, in the HD version, which we were watching with subtitles, they translate the whole conversation. Oh, what does it say? Uh, he calls him an asshole. And then, uh, and then, uh, Guaylo, white guy, which is an, which is an insult. And then, and then, um, Farris asks him if he wants him to translate it for, for him. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, tell him, tell him what I said. And then Farris says, yeah, he says he loves you. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. So, yeah. As Brendan Lee grabs his package and thrusts it towards him. It was a great scene. Stuart apologizes for his actions to Jake as they walk across the street. Mm. Sorry for being corrupt and trying to kill you multiple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm um, really not that bad. And of a this blow. is where I want to. This is where I want to talk about the spatial stuff. Okay. Right? So one thing that this movie does that I think is fantastic, and I think this is the thing that, you, that you're kind of talking about. Talking about. If I'm wrong, you, you know, just tell me and I'll cut it out. Um, <laughs> but this movie goes out of its way to under to make you understand the geography of the situation and where everybody is in relation to to each other. Yeah. In a way that is such a basic filmmaking craft thing that I also don't see everywhere any, anymore. Yeah. Like you, to the extent that you even know where some of the henchmen are. They do a shot when they take, so Jake's been told that he needs to go out a particular exit, fire escape exit. They do a shot when Brendan Lee is brought into the restaurant, the ground floor of the restaurant by Stuart, where he looks up and then they show you what he is looking at and he is looking at the exit door so that you understand physically inside the restaurant where that door door is and where he needs to get to to escape. And that is such basic film action filmmaking craft that I think seems simple, right? But I think the the effort level of Dwight H. Little in this movie to elevate that stuff is what rises the material 
to this being such an entertaining mo- entertaining movie. A hundred percent. You know what's happening. Because it's really well crafted. It's like He's you- taking a story that is not the most interesting story, not the most well-written story, not the most, it's cliche-written, and he's elevating it through just good old-fashioned good directing. Yeah. It's like you not only know what's happening where, it's you also know what's happening over that guy's shoulder out yeah. of frame. They yeah. pos- the yeah. snipers get into position and you understand where the snipers are yeah. in relation to everything and why they have clear shots when they have clear shots and don't have clear shots when they don't have clear yeah. shots. So when the yeah. action breaks down and you get little pockets of, oh, these people are at the windows firing, these people are upstairs struggling with X. You know exactly you know, who they're yeah. firing at. Yeah, and you know when he moves from group to group, like, what's going on. Yeah. yeah. All yeah. of the pieces make sense on the board. Yeah. In a way that I think that is, it's, it's not entirely lost as an art, but I, but I think that movies don't spend enough time doing this kind of basic filmmaking that helps an audience understand what's happening in a sequence. And doesn't, it means that they do, even if they don't recognize it um, consciously, it just stops you from going, who's where now? Like mm. what's happening? Like the stakes and the goals and motivations of everybody are clear. Even the guys that we've only just met, the snipers, we know what the snipers are doing. We I know, know who's who's where and who's doing what and who's responsible for what. You'll probably hate me for bringing this up, but you know. Oh, I absolutely will. Yeah. You I, know, you. I just want you to know I already hate you before you brought it up. Yeah, that's <laughs> all right, because you equally love me. Uh, I'll, that's why I can. Uh, no. That's why, that's why <laughs> I can kill you or can't kill you. Uh, which one of us is the beast? Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're definitely the beast. Let's not make Meridian the kind of thing that we reference on the podcast. <laughs> the thing that you'll probably hate me for bringing up is because uh, uh, Shang, Shang-Chi does it really well in the first half of the film. I've not seen it. Yeah, obviously, because you hate Marvel stuff. but Well, you hate superhero-y stuff when uh, it's I like just this out. kind of model. I have, re- I have refused to take part in the cultural obligation to enjoy those movies. But, like, <laughs> it, it is, for the first kind of third or the first half, it's a kung fu movie. Yeah. And it does it really well. There's, and there's a lot of dudes, stunt guys that worked on that movie that I respect, respect the yeah. hand of. And apparently the bus fight is amazing. It fucking is. Yeah, it's dope. Okay. Yeah. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. I'll never know. Yeah. Um, probably just lost my followers. Um, <laughs> no. Come oh, back. Okay. Whatever. Uh, I'm glad. It, look, I'm glad if you like it, like if that's yeah. your thing. But for me, it just does nothing for me. Like it just, I just check out, and I'm not interested, and I'm not going to watch it. I'm for never, me, I'm it's never just it. It, it, for me. It's a roller coaster. Like I don't care how good or bad it is, as long as I'm having fun on the journey. Mm. Yep, awesome, good for you. Serena confronts Jake. Stuart and Serena uh, have a little banter, and then Serena uh, confronts Jake. Puts on one glove, one black glove to hit him. Yeah, with. just a weird choice. But like, oh, okay, so he's not like trying not to get DNA on him or something like that, like trying to not touch him, but then he puts the glove in his mouth. He bites it, yeah. Does he bite his hand or is he trying to take the glove off? He bites his hand. It's like a, it's like a, um, it's an affectation. It's a, it's a, I'm so mad. I'm going to bite my, bite my hand. It's just like a, it's a, it's a, it's like a gangsterism affectation. I'm over the top. I'm insanely. I actually kind of liked that, but I wasn't entirely sure. Yeah, what I mean, that, to do. I mean, yeah, I mean, it is a very. Cl- it's as I said before. It's like it's like the hammiest version of a Sopranos performance, but <laughs> it works within the context of, context of the, mo- yeah. the movie. Yeah, also bad posture is the reason for most of America's health issues. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that line. That was a good line. Jake's kind of a wise ass all the way through it. Mace is like, what are you doing <laughs> on the radio? Stuart gets paid and then talks to Serrano about the reason he's there, which is to find out 
about the heroin sh- Tal's heroin shipment. He wants to know where and when and when it's coming in. And that Stuart wants 100k off the top to call off the cops for the for that for that um, thing. And then Sereno asks him to do it for free. He agrees. Sereno hugs him, and the wire fucks out. And um, which you wouldn't think would be a thing. I could have just pulled yeah, the cable. Pulled, like I think he knows he's wired. Yeah, I think yeah. he feels the set the setup. Yeah, I agree. Nice doing business with you. Serena kills him with a newsie because he doesn't want the money. And then chaos ensues. The cops, the snipers don't have a shot. The cops start their raid firing tear gas in. The, uh, the goons lift up a painting. And yeah. underneath is just all the weapons. <laughs> yeah. I do love me a concealed weapon stash as well. Yeah. At this point as well, I was like, wasn't this a restaurant full of people a second ago? No, it's, no, no, no. It's only ever full of mobsters. It's only, it's like yeah, it's their hangout. Mobsters. It's like, it's like the mob hangout. I feel like the first time we saw it, like there was people in there, but maybe I maybe. was just imagining it. Maybe there was, maybe it was, you know. Maybe the mobsters were having dinner. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So Jake fights a bunch of goons and tries to get to the fire escape, but it won't open. He then um, jumps off a balcony. There's a a cool backflip shotgun disarm. He disarms the dude and then flips over the top of him with yeah. a shotgun. Yeah. The other, another guy with a shotgun shoots the guy that he just disarmed, and then Jake shoots the other guy with the shotgun. And then it's basically like he's just like, and oh, then, yeah, and there's then five he, people coming at me. Let's go. And then he drops Well, he drops the gun. That's where he makes a choice to put the shotgun down. Yeah. Like, he literally just drops drops the shotgun. And then proceeds to kick five people's asses. Yeah. Uh, Withers. Because he's Brandon Lee. Yeah, it was yeah. fucking dope. It was real dope. Yeah. Withers radios mace that Jake never came out. Uh, Jake fights uh, Gutsy, uh, the head the head goon. The When, like, he when we're talking his- about henchman goon, this is the one who's big. And He's like just the monster you, goon. Yeah, yeah, when you punch him normally, it doesn't hurt him yeah. as much. He yeets Brendan Lee into the bar. Yeah. That is an ugly bump. Mm-hmm. That is not Brendan Lee. That is definitely a stuntman. But that is an ugly bump. Yeah. I forgot to ask about this before, actually. There's a scene where Brandon jumps through the kitchen into a wall. And oh, I was like, yeah, he smashes against him? the other cupboards yeah. as well. I don't know. I couldn't see. His head's down. Because it's fucking hard. Yeah, it's a hard hit. There's some fun, there's yeah. some fun bumps in, the, yeah. in this. Yeah. Uh, another goon wheels a dual-mounted machine gun out of a closet. <laughs> this scene is fucking and bonkers. And then blasts the cops. It is so chaotic. Like, there is so much going on. It's like dual-mounted 50 cals, yeah? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah the machine gun. I don't know. I didn't see the cali- exact caliber of the machine gun. But it's but like it's one of those, mounted. like, big towers. It's gun. on a tripod. Yeah. yeah. Like, and he just mows down. He kills a female cop. Mace calls in a second wave of police. <laughs> yeah. Who also just get, like, almost murdered, like, <laughs> straight away. Yeah, they drive in front of all yeah, the Yeah, it's a van, it's a van <laughs> full of full of cops, and uh, the, the van gets shredded and as the van pulls in if you're looking closely and you have eyes like mine you can see the telltale round shape beneath the uh beneath the van hanging uh, beneath the van that tells you that that van's gonna flip in a minute yep, yep, <laughs> it's yep. the cannon it's the bottom of the cannon jake kills gutsy by dropping the mezzanine on his head this is so fucking good all right let's talk about this so the the like one bar that's holding the, what do you call it? A column that's holding up that whole entire floor. The support beam, yeah. Yeah. Is all shot out. And I didn't realize that. I was like, did Brandon Lee just fucking like shoulder charge a whole a house column <laughs> and take that out? So I had to like go back and I looked at it and it's been shot to shit. And 
fucking jugger has taught me a lesson. Little details that do not have to be called out are fucking so great. Like, it has been shot to shit, and that's why he knows he can shoulder charge that shit and drop a whole second floor on a motherfucker. <laughs> that was great. That was so cold. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. That's really good. Completely lost my place. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got <laughs> no, yeah, so no, excited. No, 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 no. Please, please don't ever apologize for being excited about a movie. <laughs> um, yeah, the van then blows up via a cannon flip, and you could just see the telegraph pole just standing there. It's like, it's just upright. Behind what do you the mean the telegraph pole? So, so they use a pist- they use a piston or a piece of telegraph pole to cannon through the bottom of the. We talked about it before. Cannon flip. Oh, I didn't realize they used a piece of telegraph pole. Yeah, we talked about it on one of the. Yeah, uh, I, rem- Ray I Ray remember. Ray Ray I, maybe I just didn't take so that piece uh, of information. They use a, so, uh, in these days, they use a they use compressed a, a, a air. Compressed air and yeah, air I remember air. that. And and occasionally they use a like a metal piston yeah. shaped thing, but they also just use a piece of telegraph pole. Yeah, I don't remember that bit. Yeah, so okay. you can just see whatever it is. I'm not 100 percent a telegraph pole, but you can as the van goes up into the air, the piece of pole is just standing, <laughs> just fired into the ground. Yeah, and there's smoke there's smoke around it, but Heck you can dude. just see it. Nice. I love that shit. Yeah, fucking oath. Like simple stuff like that, so many people would just take for granted in a movie. Mm. I love that we pull that out and go, no, this is a technique that people don't even fucking use. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah, it's the stuff that it's the stuff that. I mean, I come at things from from. I think we all do from a from a slightly different perspective than you know regular audience. I'm, yeah, I'm looking at things from from the film. I want to know about the filmmaking, um, about the craft of it, and and I love that stuff. I love seeing, I love I love seeing how the magic trick is done. I, I love that we sit down and discuss this because so many times I'll be sitting there and I'll annoy the fuck out of Ellie and just going, oh, look at this. Oh, I wonder how they do this. And I'll just spin my wheels in something. For ages. <laughs> they look, I'm Kira, Kira, I'm, I'm less bad than I used to be, but me, Paul. When we first started, like, when we I first started dating and movies. we were watching movies, we could watch a two-hour movie and it would take us like four <laughs> hours to watch this movie because Kian would pause it every 30 seconds to go, oh, that it, person, he was in this, that and the other. Oh, this trick, they did it like this and this um, movie. And, I've, oh, did you know that this was this cinematographer? <laughs> this cinematographer's worked with this person and this person this person and this person. this podcast my wife. It was constant. It was impossible. It's probably why I struggled to sit down to watch a movie because it's like, yes, you say it's two hours, but I'll be here all night. I'm sorry. <laughs> that I'm, was gold. I'm, I feel like that has been waiting so long to go It's um, fine. It's very cute. It's just, it's, 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 it's like a lot. It's a lot. And I fully get it. And you it's know every what would movie. Be annoying? It's not just like classics or like big deal movies. It's like every movie, every TV I, show. I, you know what's probably more annoying than that? Someone getting halfway and then spending all the rest of that time going, Oh, they could have done it this way. They could have, oh, maybe they did it this way. And just like spinning the wheels, having no idea. Particularly if him. you didn't pause it. Ken at least pauses it oh, so you can yeah, then enjoy the movie. <laughs> I don't pause it. But, oh. Uh, yeah, I think well, we When we watched the-, the first season of Lost, it took us so long to get through <laughs> the first season of Lost because of how much Ken wanted to talk about things. Well, yeah. <laughs> and point things out. Okay, I think we've made it abundantly clear that I'm fucking insufferable. Can we move on? <laughs> Okay, in a, but in he a very charming very, way. Feeling very attacked on the podcast. <laughs> where, where the purpose of the podcast is to me to do what this, yeah. to talk about. The good thing is, is that nowadays he'll either, he'll get, he'll do it like the podcast. He'll tell me a bunch of stuff before we watch the movie. We will then watch the movie and then we will talk about it at the end of the movie. And he'll only rarely pause it during if either 
I don't know what's happening and I need him to explain the plot to me a little bit yeah. or if there's something that he wants me to notice at the beginning so that I can appreciate it all the way through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is fine. That's much better than pausing every 30 <laughs> seconds. Yeah, <laughs> but well. But I love you, Cam. I, I need to learn to pause the movie because at least that you would to help. watch it all. Yeah, <laughs> that would be infuriating. Yeah, if he was doing that while we were watching the movie, I just wouldn't see the movie. <laughs> pausing the movie is the way of our people. Yeah. If you get up. I pause the movie. Yeah, I agree. If you go to the 100%. kitchen to get water, I pause the movie. Yeah, yeah, see? We're watching the movie. Like, yeah. See, the funny thing is, is like, say if I'm watching it. With and I don't one mind you that you get up to get, like, you don't need to sit for the whole, like, if you want to get up and get some water or go, whatever, you know, like, yeah. like take a, we can take but a like, break. But like, fine. Watching I, but we're film pausing. etiquette. If we're talking about film etiquette, like how you watch a film, like, if I'm watching it with you guys, I feel like I can talk about that shit and you guys can have that going on in your brain and still respond to it and watch the movie? It depends on the movie. If you're and watching if a movie for the before. first time, shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, okay. I agree, actually. I agree with that. I don't think we've ever watched a movie with you that we haven't seen before. That we have not seen before. There is movies where I will be watching them for the first time and I'll still just be like, holy fuck, because, like, I'll be sitting in a scene. Oh, if a movie makes me yell at the movie, the movie makes me yell at the yeah, movie. That's yeah. fine. That's different. Like, holy fuck. Like, yeah, and I'm oh like, and God. I have to talk about the scene because it's so amazing. One time I literally I was like. The, I'm not talking about the scene, but I will, like, I will verbally react to <laughs> something amazing. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely one thing that Ellie and I always go back to is, like, me in the middle of a scene that's like all about silence and quiet. I'm sitting there going, how do they fucking make it so silent? Oh my God, it's so beautiful. Oh, you can really feel it. I can, I can, <laughs> I can feel Ellie's emotion and the look on her face when you describe that to me. It's, it's almost as silent. And if I keep going, she snaps. That's why you okay. need to pause the movie. Let's, In a very gentle way. She's like, okay, B, you need to shut the fuck up. Let's, or let's talk about rapid fire. Yeah, okay. Off tangency. <laughs> oh my god, queen of tangents. King, king <laughs> have of we tangents. have we gotten to the point where there's a waiter I that has know. a fucking amazing mullet? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Jake kills the machine gun goon with Serrano's gun while he scrapped him. Kane sounds. Oh, I'm real tired. <laughs> it um, sounds like I've been talking all the way through the movie. <laughs> In the odd, yeah, it's fine. Um, yeah, no. Anyway, so uh, yeah, Jake grabs Serena's gun and then uh, uh, kills the machine gun goon with his with, with that Uzi and then confronts him. He tries to buy Jake off, tries to bribe him with the, mm-hmm. with the cash. Um, and then when it's clear that Jake is not going to take the bribe, he's going to hit him. Mm-hmm. He says, not the face. Yeah. <laughs> and then Jake punches him twice in the face and then elbows him. Yeah. And there's blood on his elbow. Yeah. It's a nice, that little, was nice, cold. Little, yeah. Detail, nice little detail. Uh, in the aftermath, uh, this is where you guys believe that the movie ends. Um, <laughs> yep, the first, this the is first ending time. one. Uh, Jake walks out of the restaurant with Serrano and everybody has like a sigh of relief. I was fucking hoping he would do this because he was a fucking badass throughout that whole fight scene. And then I was like, oh, if this motherfucker doesn't come out cold as ice, having Sorrento by the scruff of his neck. Sorrento. Sor- no Sor- tea. Sorrento. Sorrento. <laughs> Kia Sorrento. <laughs> Serrano. He's going to punch you in the face. <laughs> no, I'm going to use my elbow. <laughs> pulling, <laughs> pulling Serrano by the scruff of his neck out like a badass, then it would have been wasted. But he does. Movie gives you exactly what you want. It knows what it's fucking here for. I love this fucking scene. Mm. Yeah, it was good. It was real good. 
Mace and Jake rub each other the wrong way again with a little bit of banter, and then Mace plays the tape that clears Jake's name. Oh. And Jake... Uh, He's pissed off. <laughs> yeah, he Mace tries to justify that he needed Jake, and Jay just, Jake just sucker punches him. <laughs> yeah. And Mace is kind of fine with it. Yeah, he gets it. Yeah. Uh, it's like, fair enough. Jake goes to walk away. It's a beautiful sunset. It's gorgeous. The lighting is gorgeous. Uh, Withers chase Jake down and defends Mace and then offers him something he'd like to get his hands on. <laughs> his father's file. His father's file. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong that it feels like it, that could be the end of other mo- yeah. other movies, right? But it is just the end of the second act. It's a 90 minute movie. This is at the this is at about the one hour mark. It's yeah, the I end of the second, second act. It, it feels like if it ended there, I would I would have been happy. Like yeah. enough of a movie. I happens. was watching when that scene was happening. I was like, was this a really short? Like, because I thought it was the I thought it was wrapping up. I was like, is this a really short movie or did it just feel short? And I was going to look at my watch to figure out how long it had been. And then she said, "I've got your dad's file." I was like, "Oh, this isn't the end of the movie." I yeah. honestly think it's because of the way that it's shot. Yeah. Uh, the movie is shot that that sequence of the movie with the sunset and there's a crane shot and they're using like long lenses and the and music. The music it, it's shot in a way that feels like the end of a movie. Yeah. So I think that it that like because we have all been taught cinematic language through the watching of many of many 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 movies and i feel like it's shot like the end of a movie yeah. but it's and not like, the end of the movie like it's the end of the second act stuff was being wrapped up and yeah yeah i think but there's still towel yeah still yeah. got still got one more bad guy yeah. yeah but see that's the thing i think the movie also confuses the audience as to who the big bad actually is well cuz it splits it splits the the the, you know, there's more than yeah. one. There's more than because, one villain. Because like, there's those movies where, like, yeah, there's one baddie who has more power, mm. but w- the other baddie is more of a menace, so he's the big bad. Or there's those movies where there's the little big bad who ha- is very menacing, and he gets taken out. And but you've still got to take out the the big bad. See, the big bad didn't really have anything to do with Jake. Yeah, well, see, that's the thing is, it, well, yeah, I mean, yes. And the thing is, is that we've spent more time with Serrano yeah. doing bad shit. Mm. We actually haven't spent that much time with Tao. He's kind of in the front of the movie and then he's around for the middle of the movie, but he's not really around. Yeah. And then he's in the back, he's in the back, the back third of the movie. So Serrano's being put into his cell in jail. He has some banter with the cop because they know each other. Yeah. <laughs> How's your missus? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was a fucking really nice touch. Uh, it's a nice little touch. And then at, uh, with his apartment, Jake reads the file, but it's, it's not, not the whole file, and he's angry and gets kind of pissy with Withers. I wonder... If that was for the sequel? Yeah. I wonder if it's a setup for the for the sequel. That he would find out the rest of the file and then there would be yeah. a story. Yeah, I thought that's that. how Tao was going to be like, pulled Dealt into with, it. Yeah. yeah. This is an era of movies where they thought less about the idea of making a sequel straight away. So that makes me think maybe not. Right. But it could have been a breadcrumb just in case. It could be a breadcrumb just in case. And also, as we have talked about, Fox wanted to turn Brendan Lee into a star. Mm. They were hoping this movie would be a massive hit. It wasn't, but it was, did that well, it did well enough. I'm it did fucking well enough. bummed about that. Yeah. Again, we'll talk about it on a different podcast, but the you know they wanted to make it wanted to make a sequel. I think that even if it wasn't a setup for a sequel, it's definitely something they could have followed up yeah. in a sequel. In a sequel, she fires back at him that his father died doing what he thought was right. We get a little audio only flashback, and then they get real close, mm. and then we get soft rock ballad sex. <laughs> Hold on, this is where I'm like confused, and I need to like measure up. Is that doorway 
that they're standing in larger than normal? Because like maybe I'm just like a lot thicker. Oh my god. Maybe I'm just a lot thicker than Brandon Lee. But like I feel like if I'm standing in a doorway with someone, like it's a little awkward. It's a little too close. I mean, and I know that's the idea of this scene. They're getting I, close, but they're standing very comfortably at either end it's of that an doorway. Older apartment building doorways used to be bigger, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, know. we're not going to logic this out. It sort of depends on the doorway. Isn't he in the doorway, <laughs> yeah. and she's leaning against like the 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 wally breakfast thing that's there? Yeah, because they're in her kitchen at that point. And it cuts to her and them in the kitchen. I mean, it obviously looks fine on screen, but like I'm standing, <laughs> I was sitting there going like. If I was to stand in a doorway with someone, I would be like, why are you standing in this fucking doorway It's also a camera thing. Like sometimes me? you can be standing quite close to someone, but you look like you're standing further yeah. away. Yeah, sometimes we need people to stand much closer to each other. Yeah, yeah, I, I get that. To make a yeah, so, they might, so in work. real life that might might have been quite awkward for them. Yeah. They might have felt awkwardly <laughs> close, but on, the, on screen it actually looks fine. So yeah, yeah very too. true. So the, the sex scene is intercut with a couple of different things. We get Mace and, and Farris uh, raiding the laundry. Yeah, um, it was a real interesting cut because they show Tao first, like he's watching something. Well, he's watching them. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're in the scene together. They do a, they do a shot that's of Mace being disappointed, and then they pan up to Tao, who's watching Mace. No, 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 no. They at the very start of the sex scene, don't they get? Don't we get Tao lighting a cigarette? Oh, I think maybe, yeah. Oh, and that's yeah. like the first cut. And I was like, wait, where the fuck is Tal for this scene? <laughs> oh, you thought he was all right, I get um, By the way, that the sex scene. Yeah. It's all Jake's body. It's all Brendan Lee. <laughs> fuck yeah. Like, Which is unusual, right? Realize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there is a shot of her taking her top off. You do see her, some some side boob action, right? But it is <laughs> yeah. it's entirely like her licking his abs. That's yeah. right. Right? Yes. It's all his body. It was fucking hot. It is. It was fucking real when, hot. When we see the butt. We see we see a pants being pulled down over a butt. That's, yeah, his, that's his butt. butt. <laughs> that's not her butt. That's fucking his nice. butt. So yeah, this God movie bless is you this movie fire. is that's real. Un, that's unusual, right? Like yeah, the, I mean it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, absolutely, yes, absolutely. Most action movies. It's about the woman being naked. Yeah. It's about showing the woman. The man's going to look hot and sexy and do his do his thing, but it's about the woman, you seeing a naked woman. This movie is absolutely about let's show Brandon Lee's abs as many times as we can. In fact, <laughs> let's have our lead actress lick his abs. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I'm jealous of her. Um, who directed this film? Dwight H. Little. Thank you, Dwight. Thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Definitely. Like I said, respectful, the re- respectful. Looking respectfully. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Um, <laughs> Serrano is murdered in his cell by men with a shuriken. Yeah, that was that was a questionable choice, I feel. Was, I like it. That was yeah. that was cool. I like men, it. Cool men fucking, thank God my boy Min came back because I was waiting for him. Yeah, well, because he's one of Tao's goons, yeah. not, not Serrano. So he's, he disappears from the movie. And the Mongolian knife. Yep. Saw that. That Tao gave Chang from the beginning of the movie. Uh, he gives him the, the beautiful Mongolian knife. And then that's what Chang throws at Sereno when Sereno and then Sereno shotguns him. And then at the end of the movie, well, towards the end of the movie, Sereno is killed with the Mongolian knife as a fucking right. It seems you killed my friend. The next morning, Mace knocks on Wither's door um, while they're still in while they're still in bed together. Mm-hmm. And Jake hides while she talks to him, and he basically catches her up on the raid and, and whatever. Powers Booth gives his Academy Award clip because mm. he gives a hell of a performance about wasting ten years it's of his a life. Very touching scene. If only it had a man on the inside. 
Um, and talisman, no Ferris, so they can't use Ferris. And they need somebody who's Asian because it's an Asian laundry. Mm. Right. So that's why they need Jake. Um, at least he didn't get Jake killed. He likes that kid. Yeah. Why didn't you tell him? He knows. You Does don't have he? to say it. We, he knows. Does yeah. he? Did he know that? I don't think he gave any indication that he liked that kid. I feel like they bonded. Did they? Yeah. They, just, they had like a conversation. The last time they saw each other, Jake sucker punched him. Yeah, but that's because there's emotion I mean, there. Yeah, I get it. Like it's it, he's he's the father replacement that gives him a cause, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's 100%. fine. I'm on board. I'm that on board. I'm not exactly not, what I'm he not is. not on board. Yeah. I'm very I just much think on board, funny. but I don't think that, I, I think he is incorrect that he didn't need to say it because he could tell. Because yeah. how could he possibly have known that? <laughs> well, there's a scene. We'll come to I, it. I, feel like, I feel like they're playing on a trope that is like. Of the stoic male hero. Yeah. Yeah. yeah which like Men we. don't talk about their feelings. We don't, know, we don't need to say these things, but we, we know, know they're true. No, you need to say that shit. Yeah, I, in, in life's modern too, lens. Life's too short. So I 100% agree. Shit. Yep. Brody, uh, we hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Make better life choices. <laughs> no wonder. No one, Now I get it. Now I get what you're doing. <laughs> At the bowling alley, Mace still can't hit that spare, and so he shoots it. Yep. Pulls out his gun and shoots it. The other cop, do you hear the other cops? The other yeah. cops laugh, and then I think there's a line about like, he it's, goes, about it's about time. It's about yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Good it's work fun. environment. Yeah, it's fun. Little. It's fun. Uh, and then Jake and Withers. It's going to clog up the machine. It's gonna, yeah. yeah, it is. And then I don't think it's a working bowling alley. <laughs> and then uh, Jake and Withers walk into focus through the door. Oh, you love a walk Thank into God focus. God, you pulled this out because I didn't make a note about it, but I remember turning to Ellie who had stopped and started watching this for like the last 45 minutes. And I was just like, oh, my fucking God, this is the coldest intro it's ever. It's a hero. It's a hero. Oh, it's so good. You know that I fucking do that shot all the time. Yeah, I, I 100%. That, I know about this because of you. I use that shot in my commercial work yeah. all, all the, time. the time. The walk into focus as a person, as a way to have a person take stage or to give a person a hero moment yeah. to have them walk into focus and walk into a close up. Well, it's a two shot in this movie, but that's my shit. That's absolutely my. It thing. was so fucking. I cool. prefer a pull focus personally, but <laughs> yeah, I know, that. I know you do. Jake's in. He found his cause. He like, hates yeah, causes, he but he found his cause. Now he likes causes. <laughs> yeah, he's going to join the team in a car park that is uh, directly across from the laundry. There seems to be a lot of that. There seems to be a lot of spaces in this in Chicago where you can where you can park to look at another building. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. It just conveniently if you're a cop. Mace watches Tao arrive at the at the laundry through some binoculars and they wire Jake up with a body mic and earpiece because they're going to send him in undercover with the other workers. They give him a little bit of a cover story so if he gets challenged he can yeah. say some family names and so bits and pieces. They've got some intelligence. Things, yeah. so that was that good that they pretend. actually included some of that rather than just sending him in and not explaining it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's nice that well, they the gave movie, us That's what I mean. Like the movie, does, the movie does all of the basic things it needs to do to function well as a movie. Yeah, which is and nice. I really appreciate that the disguise was and like overly like racist. Yeah, it was. It was more. <laughs> he puts just, on some glasses and puts yeah. his hair back a little bit. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. just more putting on a uniform than he is trying to look Chinese. Or yeah, exactly. Like yeah. it could have gone a way that other movies have definitely oh, gone yeah. in the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could have yeah. got real. Yeah, got real caricature straight away. Straight yeah. Away. 
Mace is telling him to bail if there's trouble because this isn't official. Nothing fucking Mace does is yeah. official. <laughs> Fuck no. It's like the shadiest. Is he cop even ever. a cop? I don't know. He could just be a dude that owns. Yeah, I feel like alley. he was let go a while ago and no one told yeah, his that's, team. That's we find out in the sequel. He's <laughs> <laughs> been running his own operation the whole time. I mean, it's not like he's got time to go to work and be a proper cop. Yeah. So when would he? Yeah. Well, they're twenty-four hour a day cops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so line um, Jake tells him to relax. As Jake goes to leave, Mace. Tells him that he likes him, but he can't say it. Well, and he goes Jake, to say it. He, yeah, and Jake says he knows and kind of lets him off the hook. And then Mace goes, oh, thank God. Jake? Yeah. I, uh... uh you know... Yeah. You don't have to say it. Thank God. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because stoic men can't talk about their emotions. Yeah. yeah. But that was that was a great way for that conversation to be had without it being had in this movie. You they know what I mean? It. Again, they sell it. Because yeah. not even is that kind of conversation not had in the real world at that time, but that kind of conversation wasn't really had in movies at that time. No, not at all. Yeah. I mean, but also you, it is a, cli- again, it is a cliche. The two dudes that are opposites that don't get along with each other yeah. become best friends. Of the yeah, game. but Especially, they don't yeah. have that Especially conversation. buddy cop movies. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So Jake joins the the workers um, while Withers is taking photos from her car. And a guard does ask Jake who he is. And he uses the information that he was given to, um, to get his way out of it. And he's pushing laundry carts around. Um, do you think he was actually doing any laundry? Like, do you think he was actually following like well, the process, or well, was I don't he think just? Any, it's not real laundry. Yeah, yeah. But- like he's just he he's taking carts to where they're meant to go, and then a guy yells at him that he's not meant to unload. Go get another cart. Withers gets grabbed from her car, and then Jake finds the heroin taps. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, inside inside the here. Yeah. Heroin taps are a joke for us from our D&D from our D&D games. games. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you can imagine what kind of D&D games we're playing. <laughs> yeah. But so the drugs are in the laundry and then through the process of the laundry being washed, the drugs are extracted somehow. Yeah, I was Let's confused. not question it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not question it. He radios uh, Mace, but it's just as Mace is also being grabbed. So bad cop work. I yeah. mean, town knows that they're there the whole time. And also, you know, it's the end of the movie and Jake needs to be the hero. So Jake kind of keeps moving some carts around and then rides up some laundry bags on a crane <laughs> to sneak into another part of that the laundry. That feels like a fun ride. I feel like I would enjoy doing that. Yeah. I want to yeah. ride on the laundry bag carousel thing. Yeah, Absolutely. that was also a pretty smooth move as well. Like he just like, oh, I need to get to this level and these things are going up. Fuck it, I'm going up with them. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked it. And conveniently, they're going to exactly where he yeah. is. <laughs> <laughs> and as we'll find out later, even a conveyor belt straight to the window of exactly where I need yeah, to be. Yeah, we can talk about that soon. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so Withers and Mace have been brought to see Tao. Mace lies and says that there's, there's SWAT outside and Tao doesn't, doesn't buy it. Tao says... The line, he's never killed a cop, but now he's going to have to kill two, which spurs Jake into action because he does hear it. And then Jake rides the laundry, a laundry rail to kick a goon through the window of the office. <laughs> There's a stunt guy standing in for Tao. It's not the actor that plays Tao. Oh, I miss that. And he like is flinched and ready bracing for the hit long before <laughs> they get to the window. 
Uh, well, I'm just surprised he was able to fling the laundry in that in that rail. Because why? You think why it wasn't does, built that the, way. Why does the laundry go through that window? <laughs> if it, if it even gets design. close to that window, it would scrape up against that window every time it like went around. <laughs> yeah, that's good fun. Uh, Tao runs. Uh, Jake takes some guys down. He doesn't need like a spin kick that kicks a dude through a window through an already the already smashed window. Yeah, it's just yeah. nice and it's real smooth. Um, and then he also does some um, some fun fighting from on the ground. He's on the ground. Two guys are trying to fight him, and he yeah. kicks, he fights from the ground back up. This was a that was a very um, Jackie Chan moment. Yeah, in, there's in another the one. Like, there's another one a little bit later, yeah. which I think that I think that you'll um uh, the fence. appreciate. Well, it's not a fence. It's a um. Oh yeah, he does his thing off a fence, but um, the clothing rack. Oh yes, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, he unties Withers. Um, uh, Mace is already loose, and Mace runs after a guy and gets shot like multiple multiple times. Yeah, he takes a lot he of takes bullets. A lot of bullets. <laughs> they don't even do the like he was wearing a vest and a couple got yeah. through or whatever. He just gets shot. A yeah, times. and then just keeps running. Yeah, well, he, he tough guys it. <laughs> He t- he rubs some dirt in it. Yeah, he rubs fully some does. laundry in it and keep yeah. going, um, and sends Jake after Tao, and then tells Withers to go and support Jake, and then just collapses. Yeah, collapses. He looks gray as gray as a sheet as the laundry, and um, collapses and says, "Motherfucker." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tao then orders the goons to burn down the laundry. Oh my god! Um, Anyone else see a problem with this? Well, the drugs are in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, the whole city is about to get fucking really high <laughs> from heroin. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, everyone in, like, the next block radius is probably going to die. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. It's Just a little heroin in the air. Yeah. Withers gets into a gunfight with some guys, and then Jake fights three guys at once as the place starts to burn down. Is this the clothes rack? Uh, the clothing rack, I think, is Yes, it's in this. It's in yeah. this section of the fight. Yeah, it was really fucking impressive. Really good. And like you said, it was a very Jackie Chan moment. Like using it to fight and keep people away while he's yeah. fighting. There's also a guy with nunchucks, and he just throws, throws like a, a towel. Sh- throws a towel yeah. at him to fuck him <laughs> up, and then just and then just kicks him. It's really good. Um, in the HD version of the movie, as I pointed out to Kira this morning as we were watching it before we came in, uh, there is a rando dude just standing in the background behind Shut the up. fence, just watching, just watching. He's Just super a, casual watching. He's in a um, he's in a, a in a uniform, um, and it's a it's a uh, he's waiting to have his go. It's the fire marshal for the movie. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a dude in like he's not in like full like fi- like fire hazard gear. He looks like a dressed up fire fireman. Yeah, yeah. But with the with like the tie with the button, the like the, yep. the clip and everything, and he's got a thing on. It's clearly like a crew member. He's just standing casually behind the behind just the watching fence. them. And he's just in the movie. That's gold. That yep. is absolute gold. Yeah, I'm I'm almost 100% positive that he is the fire marshal or he's the guy that's in charge of making sure that fire doesn't get out of, yeah. out of control. This is also the section where he gets thrown on the table and then climbs the fence, right? Uh, it is in this in this part. I didn't yeah, write it down. Spider monkey. I didn't he, write it down. That is the most hectic fucking thing I have seen. I don't think it's him. I think that's a stunt person that does that. <laughs> Whoever did it, it was so impressive. Yeah. Um, he like so audience Basically spun up a wall. He does yeah. like a Vega from Street Fighter. Yeah, he goes and up like, the fence and then he climb. Basically spins up the fence and then jumps and then jumps off. Yeah, but like when we say spin up the fence, like he's grabbing the fence so smoothly as he goes through, and then like is Spider Man at the top of the cage. Like, yeah, absolutely. He's he's fucking great. That was such a cool fucking stunt. Yeah, and um, uh, meanwhile, Tao is in his office, starting to open his safe. 
And after Jake has defeated these guys, he goes to go upstairs and coming down the stairs is Min. And we are going to get Brendan Lee versus Al Leong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is this the moment we can talk about? This is where we're going to talk about Al Yeah. Right. So to give you context. Such a clean fight, by the way. Yeah. Al Leong is iconic yeah. to 80s and 90s action movie fans. Um, this is This is the action movie equivalent of a dream match. Yeah. <laughs> this is fucking amazing. Al Leong is famous because he's a stunt guy and stunt actor who almost exclusively, there are exceptions, plays henchmen in yeah. action movies. He's recognizable as a henchman. He is a There is a documentary about him that is, is Al Leong henchman. I know what I'm doing today. Uh, First, Legend of the Drunken Boxer, then henchman. Yeah. So he worked a lot with Jeff Amada and he is in almost all of the movies I listed that Jeff Amada is in. <laughs> Dude, he's like, he is shorthand for henchman, terrorist, kung fu fighter. Yes. He is the henchman that steals the candy bar in Die Hard. Yes, hey. I thought so. Oh, he is waiting for the SWAT, ra- SWAT raid. <laughs> is he also in Small Soldiers? I don't know if he's in Small Soldiers. I feel like I he is. I didn't write that down. I did look at his filmography. It's so fucking large. It's though. massive. Yeah, which is why I'm not going to list all of them. Again, also, I'm pretty sure he's in... Um, <laughs> I'm not going to go on on that. <laughs> Don't stab me. He's Bob Genghis Khan <gasps> in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh my God, he is He's too. He's Bob Genghis Khan. Holy shit. I love Bob Genghis Khan. Yes. Uh, that is one of the best gags in that movie. Because <laughs> they give everybody like fake names when they arrive back in, in San Dimas. They get out of the out of the booth and introduce everybody to Missy. Mm-hmm. Um, and they introduce uh, Genghis Khan as Bob Genghis Khan. <laughs> Fantastic. And then they can't think of anything for Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> so they just introduce him as Abraham Lincoln. Anyway. Um, he is also in Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. He's one of the, 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 in the gang fight at the beginning when Kurt Russell loses his truck, he's one of the leaders of the gangs uh, at the beginning of Big Trouble in Little China. He's in Ridley Scott's Black Rain, which is a movie, movie I love. He's in Lethal Weapon. He's in Lethal Weapon 4. Brendan Lee said in an interview um, that this was his favorite fight scene that he ever did because oh, he wow. got to fight Al Leon. Yeah. Nice. Um, even as a kid, I knew who Al Leon was. Yep. He is a guy Earth. that I recognized in everything. Every single time that I saw him, I was like, it's that guy. Yeah. I think he's one of the reasons that I am so fond of stuntmen. I think he's one of the reasons that I became aware that stuntmen existed and and uh, have such love for them and their and their and their art form. Aliong is absolutely that dude. I, I don't have as deep a love as, as you do, but I do have a, a very strong love for Stuntman, and I would say the same. Yeah. I would say very much the same. Like he is I he's so recognizable. Because he and always because he looks the same in every movie in as well. Every in every movie he has the ball patch on top, the hair around the side, the goatee, and, and the and massive the, and mustache. The mustache. Yeah. And he's a fucking He's god. still kicking, he's he's still around. I, I don't think he's working as much. He hasn't worked as much since the since the early to mid two thousands, because obviously he's older. He's yeah. I think he's in his seventies now. Probably so needs to slow down probably a little bit. Probably needs to slow down a little bit. But um, you know, he was he was the sword coordinator on Scorpion King, the Rock's <laughs> first big movie. I would love so, to know what he 
what he's doing more recently. What's crazy is that he's like a super like uh, Californian surfer dude. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, he never plays that because he, he never speaks. He never has a line of dialogue. That's the other I thing. I swear, is, I've heard him speak. That's before. the oh, maybe he maybe he does, but like ninety percent of the time when he's in movies, he yeah. doesn't have a line of dialogue, and he's memorable in those in those movies. He doesn't oh, have a line. He, of, he obviously speaks have, in um in Bill and Ted. Oh yeah, he does yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's um. What a, he is a legend of the yeah. game. Like, and then, I feel like we haven't even given him enough clout that he deserves <laughs> and we're giving him like a good fucking 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, and this is a fucking great fight. It's an amazing fight. So clean. It's, um, there are big chunks of it that are, that are, Uncut. that are, well, even when there's cuts, it's not like cut up the way that we have complained about movies yeah. being cut up. There is long sections where it's clearly both of them doing lots and lots of moves and, yeah, and it's great. It's really cool. um, Brendan Lee does the nose rub. Does he? he I does missed his, it. He does his dad's nose rub. Ah, oh. It's a little shout out, shout out to his dad. At the start of the fight, he does it. Um, and he would have done those things because he wanted to, right? They yeah. wouldn't have made him do that because they Absolutely. Get, I think that this movie. Because, like okay. we said, they. I think by the time he started that. making movies, he had come to terms with that I kind think, of stuff. Yeah I, yeah. Think, I think you don't choose to follow in the footsteps of your father, right? Unless you have accepted that. That's what you. That's doing. what you're going to do because and he wasn't. That, he wasn't the greatest father from some accounts, right? But he. Well, was, Brandon was only like like two or three years old. Yeah, true. He has he 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 didn't really know his father. Yeah, he knows what he was told about his father. He knows yeah. the legacy of his father. His personal relationship with his father, as he kind of as we kind of talked about it, it's a complicated. It's a complicated. Mm. Thing. Interesting. So the choice. I mean, I can't. Obviously, we can't speak for him. He's not here to speak for himself. But the choice to to, to follow in his father's footsteps and become a movie star, there obviously has to be some acceptance of, of, of that. Yeah. And he, and this movie clearly wants to sell him as Bruce Lee's son. And, uh, and he does stuff that is Bruce Lee like in this, yeah. in this, I'm in just this glad movie. that I would hope that he I wasn't would, yeah. told to do it. That I, it was a personal choice yeah. to do it. Uh, from, from the interviews that I have seen of him, the very few things that we have of him talking, uh, I don't think that he's, uh, the kind of personality that would just do something he was asked to do if he didn't want to do it. Okay, good. Yeah. That makes me feel better yeah. about it. I kind of wish this fight was a little longer. I think it's over <laughs> too quickly. Yeah. I want to, I want, like, it's really great. And it does go through like an evolution of stages. There's like, there's like, there's, you know, it goes backwards and forwards and of who has the advantage and stuff. But honestly, I could do with another five minutes of this. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, just, I just love it so much. I feel so like much. you yeah, just do push, a whole movie that is these just two fighting. Just guys fighting in a burning building. Yeah. Do a I bit mean, of tech and push into another kind of setting sure yeah. yeah we could do any we could do anything else but because this kind of is like a it's the mini boss fight before the boss fight but yeah. it's kind of a better boss fight than the, the actual the actual boss fight yeah like not that the not that what we're about to see is is bad it's just that i'm way more into out leon yeah, yeah. <laughs> but out leon is obviously more of an accomplished fighter than our boy town yeah yeah yeah, town, yeah. yeah so town is more of an actor than he is. Yeah, a, absolutely. Yeah. So eventually Jake wins and stabs and stabs Aliong and Aliong dies. With a weird knife that just gets found on the floor. I think that one of the other guys has it earlier and drops it ah. in the fight. I think it's set up earlier. Can't confirm because wasn't paying that much attention yeah. to that because I was all like, oh my God, it's Aliong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Tao is filled a suitcase with money and Ren. He sees Jake coming up the stairs and kind of can't believe it. Um, and then Jake chases him onto a roof. 
cow jumps from a root. It's a, again, a real stuntman jumping from one yeah. roof to another roof that does not look padded. That just looks like they just did it. Yeah. Jake jumps down as well. Tail climbs across the tracks. They set up the, the third rail, which is, like, yep. again, it's a nice piece of craft. They yep. set up that there is a third rail. Don't touch it. It's electri- It's electrified. Uh, Jake ends up on the other side, of the, uh, on the same side as Tau. Um, Tau can't escape because the exit is closed and then hides and there's a little bit of stuff and then Tau confronts Jake and Tau has no idea who the fuck Jake I is. I love that. <laughs> I fucking love because it. Because they have not interacted in any way. There yeah. has been no conversation where Tau has found out about this this witness. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they do end up fighting. They end up on the tracks. They fight with these heavy metal poles with hooks on the end. That call are meant back to, to be, the bow stuff. It's a it's a call back to the bow stuff. Yeah. It's also they're meant to be like tools that are that are yeah. on the. I think that the thing that you use the the big thing to pull a to pull a lever. Yeah, I've I seen think, my I've I, seen my cousin use them. Okay. Who obviously works for, for trains? Well, yeah, she <laughs> she works at the train just, station. She uses them casually on the weekend. <laughs> no, she so uses, I plant things. I in my thought yard. that it was the same thing that she uses when she changes it because she works at one of the train stations that still have all the old school stuff. Yeah, they still do it the old school way, or they did a few they years have to ago. Actually, when I saw change it. a switch, and so thing. they have to actually put a thing in and move the thing. And I think it's one of those. Okay, yeah. I, I thought it was just a convenience. I think, like it's, it, I think it it's looks a, like a legit train tool, but it's not. I think it's a legit train tool that is used to make the tracks change. That okay. isn't, that isn't always in the thing because otherwise other people could just fuck yeah. with it. Yeah. So you put the thing in and then you yeah. pull the lever. Yeah. Um, Jody, correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's another. Pre- it's another uh, pretty good. Pretty good fight. There's a really funky shot of the sped up. There's eventually they end up on the ground. There's a train coming towards them. There's a very sped up shot of them both where they're moving like really weird and jerkily because oh, the train that. is moving real slow and they're trying to make it look like the train's coming quicker than it is. Ah. At one point the train does seem quite close to them. Oh, it messes around with the constant. I think it's a long lens. Right. Yeah. I was um, going to say because that's super dangerous. Yeah. Anyway, but so they, they fight a little bit back and forth. It's a pretty good, it's a pretty good fight. Jake it is pretty good. eventually ends up on the ground and um, he's hooked with the with the hook thing, and yeah, the train is coming, and gra- uh, and Tao's trying to hold him in place. Trying to hold him in place, yeah. yeah. And then Jake uses grabs his pole, kind of ha- hits hands it to Tao so that he's holding both. Yeah, um, so like Tao has to like kind of block it, but yeah, hold on, to hold it. on to it. Yeah, and then Jake kind of like flips it onto the third onto the yeah. third rail. It was so clever. I really appreciated this. Because even though the fight wasn't as good as I the I think it's a little one, unclear in the edit. Like I had to roll it back and watch it a couple of times to make, oh. it, make it. I don't think it's as. I think because of the mechanics of what is happening, it's a little bit harder to shoot. And I don't think it's as clear as I, any I, of the other it, action. It's definitely movie. not as clean as the Leong fight. But yeah. I think what happens in it is very clever. Yeah. You know what I mean? They use the environment to basically. <laughs> Well, this whole, this whole movie is is the the environment plays a part in the in the fighting. Which so, is what is good stunt choreography? Yeah. So I, I don't want to jump on what you're about to say, but so he locks in this this bow staff and gets ele- and uh, Tao gets electrocuted and he's held in place by the two poles on the two third rails, and then the train on the other side where he's standing. Comes in, so he misses the first train that come that goes past, and and pretty sure that's a dummy, by the way, when that train's gone past. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you don't get, you don't stand that close to it. Yeah, you don't do that. That's not, oh, when he's standing there being, he's standing electrocuted? There being electrocuted, and there's a train like like 
right in front of him. I'm pretty uh, sure that that's a dummy. That's I just there. assumed that it was like one of the, it was a long lens where like he was standing further away. No, no, no. You can't, how can you fake that on a tra- constricted train track? You yeah, well, I, I don't know. Around. I thought maybe it was like they just made something that looked like it was no, train No, I think they just cut to a dummy that's like locked into position well, for a train can go past. For what's about to happen next, you would hope so. Yeah. Because he gets Tau's, fucking pasted. Tau's still alive? Yeah. He got electrocuted, but he's still alive because he falls over onto the other tracks stands up and gets plowed by fucking yeah. pasted is a very good descriptive. It is like the, in one frame, there's a man standing there in the next frame. Someone just threw up a jar of red jelly. <laughs> it was fucking hectic and great. And like even Ellie, who's half watching sitting next to me, was like, Oh, that was sick. <laughs> that's good. Uh, and that's the end of, that's the end of our big bad towel. The second end. The second ending. Jake heads back to the laundry. Uh, he finds Withers, who tells him that Mace is still in the building, which is now burning down. Absolutely. Uh, Everyone's getting a little high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everyone would be ODing right about now. Those, those taps are running. Yeah. Uh, Jake runs into the uh, to the burning building and saves his father. I mean Mace. <laughs> um, we get a Tiananmen Square flashback. Yeah. And uh, Jake carries Mace out. I know. Uh, as with the watches. I know. Watches. I'm fucking trash. And really, it wasn't a moment that was even built up that much, but I got goosebumps and chills. Oh, really? he was dragging oh, him out. you're yeah. adorable. They put him on a stretcher. This Amambo's there. He is conscious, so he asks Jake about Tao. And Jake responds, he's at one with his ancestors. Oh, yeah, that was great. <laughs> it's, a really good, it's a really nice line. Uh, and then and then Mace tells Jake that Withers is just using Jake to get to him. Yeah. But he <laughs> also hilarious. goes, like, you don't mess around, do you, kid? Like, yeah, you, you, don't you do fucking kill him. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Jake tells Mace that he's a real case. And <laughs> Mace responds, 150 proof, kid. Yeah. <laughs> Not, it's really nice. See, this um, dialogue would not work if it wasn't them. No, they're great. Yeah, they yeah. sell it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Jake asks Withers if she's really using Mace to get to, to yeah. Yeah. Jake to get to him, and she says, absolutely. <laughs> Ambo asks them if they're in or out. We're in. The sequel. We're in. <laughs> yeah. It feels like a soft setup for a sequel. Yeah. yeah. Very hard setup. Very hard yeah. setup. They get into the ambulance. There's that shot. There's a shot of them kind of like rolling in the ambulance that, that goes on for a little bit too long where they kind of look at each other and like Jake like touches his head because he's hurt and stuff. Um, Mace is in that ambulance. Mace yeah. is lying where the camera is. <laughs> yeah. Um, and all is well in the, and the credits roll and that is the end of Rapid Fire. Starring Brendan Lee from 1992. Yay! That was yeah, such a such a refreshing change from last week. Can I, I just know. say? I yeah, it, it did exactly what I wanted it to. I picked this movie because I wanted to watch just a straight up good movie. Yeah, and it's a straight up good movie. I think objectively, this is the best crafted movie that we have watched on the podcast. Oh, yep. I subjectively, 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 it's not my, it's not my favorite movie that we've watched on the on the podcast it's pretty it's pretty high up there we'll talk about ratings in a second mm. but i think that objectively it is the best crafted movie even with all of its cliches it is the most well-made movie we have yeah. so far watched yeah. on this podcast i think it's if, just a straight up good film yep. yeah i yep. think if jugger it's, just, it's had, just solid in a way that action movies it doesn't got any it hasn't got any of the jank that action movies even good yeah. action movies have these days or like this like 
kind of style of action. Because we're action also movie. in like a very meta phase to action. You know what I mean? Like action is very like self-referential of like, oh, we it's know we're to done. Get, starting to get that way. Yeah. yeah. This movie just, it treats things, it's very straight ahead. It doesn't fuck around. But it's, it's also really got well some made. levity it's really well to made. it. It's, it there are some gags, but it's not super, it's not so quippy that it's distracting. Yeah. Uh, tonally, it all works. I feel like it's, the level yeah. of this movie, if someone with more skill and really knew what they were doing, and this is, I don't want to like shit on anyone, but if someone who really knew what they were doing directed Jugger, Jugger would be past this film, but it this is definitely the best film that we've watched. Yeah. See, I think Jugger is better written, but not as well directed. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So- uh, appropriate age to have watched this movie. You it is first. rated M15 in Australia and it was rated R in the US. I reckon a whatever angle, whatever angle, this is another zero case. Watch it anytime <laughs> you want with no supervision. This is great. The nudity isn't overt. The male nudity is something that you can just look past because it's not too like naked. Um, the explosions are great. The the deaths are like very eighties. Like they don't show too much besides Tao getting pasted. But we even then, squibs. that's we like get some like good good nineties uh, squib work. Yeah, and I, and I don't think anything is too overt. There's not like I don't even think there's that any swearing in it. There's not a lot. Uh, Mace, I wanted to do it like the the second or third time I was watching it. I was like, Jesus Christ, May says sons of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> All this, I was like, I should do a count, and then it was too late. Yeah, but yeah, I think I think you can watch this at any age. I tend to base it on when the majority of kids would want to watch this movie. Yeah, when it would be entertaining. Yeah, and I don't think zero year olds <laughs> would be entertained by this movie. Can they watch movies? I don't they understand can. if they have the capacity to. They can. I mean, you barely have they the can capacity. sit in front of a movie. <laughs> I miss that much. Just, you know, like I tried to show Paddington to my three-year-old niece and she got bored and that's a kids movie. So I think, I, th- I think probably a little bit older, maybe more like a, like a 10, like a, like a seven to 10. I reckon you could show this to a five-year-old and they would enjoy it. I feel like they would not pay attention. I I honestly think you get five-year-old, any one of us, and sit them in front of this and it's just on in TV and we'll be like, guns, explosions, I'll watch this. I mean, I was into martial arts when I was five. Yeah. I I mean, my nieces do martial arts and they're four and five, oh, five and six, but I- Gotta start them when they're four. Gotta yeah, start when they're four. How are they Five's have, too late. What, how are they going to have any form? <laughs> <laughs> but at five, I don't think that I would necessarily be that into this movie. No. I, that's I, I don't know. Personally, I think closer to like seven to ten. I was 11. Right. This was the new Brandon Lee movie. I'd yeah. seen the previous Brandon Lee movie. I knew that this movie was coming out. I was excited to see this movie. I saw this movie. I was 11. Yeah. And were that's, you, that's because of the 92? age it came out, though. I was 11 in 93. Right. Would you watch this movie again if you're in free will? Are you fucking kidding? Yes. I watched it three times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I would. If you because look- of this movie, I now want to go watch all of other Brandon Lee's other movies. Yeah, I would watch it again. I think it can be part of our Saturday action movie rotation. Yeah. What I will say to you is that I like Showdown Little Tokyo more than I like this movie. I can't yeah, believe man. we missed that movie. <laughs> I, I 100% thought that would be the case. Uh, rating. The way that we rate movies is on a five-star scale, one being 
I hated this movie. Two being, I did not like this movie. Two and a half being, I enjoyed this movie, parts of this movie, it was fine. Three being, I liked this movie. Four being, I loved this movie. Five being, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. All time. Ooh. All time. I've given Jugger in that 4.5, right? So the high score you've given is a four. You gave a four to Jugger and a four to Future Cop. Oh, that's good. Okay. I'm going to give it a 3.5. I'm going to give it a 4.5. Oh, wow. 4.5. Wow. I Because you're right. This movie is better than Jugger and Future Cop. It is not only just better, it is leagues ahead. And as much as I love those films. Streets Ahead. Streets Ahead, <laughs> yes. It is, it it needs to stand above. I think it's objectively better. I don't necessarily feel like it's subjectively better. Yeah. Like I feel like I had a better time with Jogger and Future Cop. Uh, interesting. So my rating for this has kind of changed. Okay. Mm. Um, in the course of watching the movie, writing about the movie, in my prep for the podcast and then just talking about the movie today, I've changed my rating. Okay. So to higher or lower the first, cause I know this movie, I've seen this movie a lot. This is not a movie that had like new surprises for me. Right. And that generally brings down, and that brings down, yeah. right. Cause you know what something is, right. You're not going to, I'm not surprised by it. Yeah. I remember every fucking scene of this movie. There yeah. was nothing in this movie that I didn't remember. And that's yeah. fair enough because yeah. I have seen this movie a lot, of, a lot of times. I can't remember the last time I watched it, but I know that I've, you know, seen it probably in the last five to 10 years. probably. Yeah. And so I actually started at like a three um, because I like this movie. Right. But over the course of writing about Al Leong and Jeff Amata and thinking about how much I love Brendan Lee and what a massive influence on. he was in, he was in my life. I went to a 3.5, which is what I rated it on, Let- on Letterboxd. But I think that after talking about it with you idiots for God knows how long, I'm sorry, one idiot, my wife. <laughs> yeah, um, thank you. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go four. I Fuck like this, yeah. love this movie. Nice. Yeah, I love this. Fuck movie. yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I indulge you? I should have known that that was gonna happen. Yes, I got you. Um, yeah, I'm so nice. happy you said that because, like, if you went lower than a three. Having given Ray, I wouldn't five. have gone. I wouldn't have gone lower than a three. Than a three, I was out of three, and I yeah. went to a three point five. And and I think that even though my letterbox is at three point five, I think that it's a four. Like I, I had a great time each time. I enjoyed it more. So you had me going there when you were like, the more you watch something, it generally goes down, you know. And then you no, went, that was when up. I started wrong because I was familiar with the movie. With the movie, yeah. Right? It's like it's 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 like um, don't appreciate it because because you're so used to it. Yeah. Right. And then so, but having to step back and re analyze it for the podcast and having the this conversation and made, having it, this conversation you, yeah. made, it, made me go oh yeah no this is really good like yeah. it's really fun having to appreciate the like fight work and, and the coordination and yeah. all of that and yeah having, having to think about it and watch it like like so uh i generally watch movies everything twice yeah i was in bed this morning when i heard that kira had started the movie in the yeah. lounge room and i got up early to go oh, and watch the movie you yeah, mad yeah because i was like yeah, I want to watch the movie again. Fuck yeah, that's that's the sign of a really, really great movie. Especially yeah. if you can to get choose to get up early. <laughs> <laughs> but see, here's the thing, and this is what I've been meaning to ask you because, as a podcast, we kind of hold up uh, Future Cop and Jugger as those ones that were like big, and like we've mentioned a couple of times as like the important ones to us, and like that's reflected in Kira and I's scores, I think, and. In your score, 
The Wraith is the best movie we've watched. It's different though. It's but like, how does how does this sit to you compared to, to the, the Wraith? To the Wraith, I don't, oh, I don't know, dude. It's so hard. It's like it's like you're asking me to compare children. Like it's just like you know, like it's hard. But it's I'm different. not though. It's <laughs> no. There's like different flavors of different things. Like Wraith came to me younger. Yeah. So Wraith has been a part of my life longer. He gave the Wraith and Jugger a five. Yeah. Oh, did you give Jugger a five? Yeah, I gave Jugger yeah, a five. Okay. He so gave the- Future Cup a four. Yeah. Okay. Jim Future Carter a four. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I tend okay. to also tend to rate higher. Like, yeah, because, you do. As I've, I've talked about, like I cannot, I'm not even trying to, to separate my nostalgia for a movie from a movie unless a movie really disappoints me, like Meridian. Right? Yeah. I don't know. It just feels like a four. It's yep. a, the other thing is there are other Brendan Lee movies that are absolute fucking fives. Yeah, I mean, The Crow would be like a six for you. I'm not going to say which. Yeah. But there are absolutely Brendan Lee movies that are fives for me. Yeah. So I can't rate them all. I mean, I guess I could rate them all fives, but it feels like a four. feels like a four. We rate everything a fives and it kind of ruins yeah, the ruins purpose it. of the yeah. five stars We're going to yeah. have a variation. Next week. <gasps> It's exciting. I want to see what. Is it my option. choice? Yeah, it's your choice. Fuck yeah. I'm very excited to see what he's going to put really in. This really brings one. the energy back I know, into the right? room. We're right? all tired and it's like, <laughs> bad choices. Like, we're all like talking about serious <laughs> things and we've discussed topics and it's like, fuck yeah, choosing. New tapes, new tapes. <laughs> Do you motherfuckers want to calm down so I can explain how we pick tapes? Just hurry up, Santa. <laughs> <laughs> I will go slower. <laughs> <laughs> the way we pick movies. I feel like I've had teachers who've done this. <laughs> Video podcast. Okay, so the way that we pick movies is the Kieran Brody alternate taking turns, picking from three choices that I prepared from my store slash collection. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week it is Brody's pick. Yeah. If a movie remains unpicked for three times, it's struck out and taken off the list, although I can bring it back at a later, later date in my choosing. Still on the list from last week are... Prayer of the Roller Boys with two strikes. Yeah. Two strikes. Corey Haim with two strikes. Come on, you gotta pick Roller Boys. I know. Thrashing with Josh Brolin with one strike. And once again, I can pick one tape. (laughs) So you're gonna quickly make a decision? I need a second. I'm not gonna lie. I'm leaning towards Thrashing. I'm definitely picking Thrashing, but I understand what I understand that you have to make your own choices. Yeah, I've already picked. Um, And in third place, on the list this week, I present to you, you wanted a horror movie. I brought you a horror movie. Exciting. I have brought you The Gate, Ooh, which we have seen the, one the trailer that, for. Yeah, shit. Do you want to do some <sighs> You're not fuck. even considering Roller Boys. You just picked up Passion <laughs> and just compared the two. He's not even considering. He's just going to oh, let Roller gonna, Boys fall off the list gonna, like a dickhead. He's going to break it. You had every... I know, but I had to make up for the fact that we had to watch Meridian. I needed a normal movie. You're just going to knock Corey Haim off the list. You're not even going to (laughs) consider the joy of watching Roller Boys. I'm sorry. You know what? Corey Haim just doesn't do it for me. Like, I have no special Brody, You would love him. He's an adorable 80s teen boy. You Uh, would going to love him. Yeah, but look, I also have the chance for adorable teen Josh, Josh Brolin. <laughs> yeah. Don't have um, to worry about that. I'll pick it next week. You say that. I will. It's thrashing. Guys. Why didn't you pick it last week? Because I had to pick Brandon Lee. It's Brandon Lee. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm very glad you did. Thank you for I that. mean, look at the I back have, of this movie. I have both yeah, of you it so looks twisted insane. in knots. It's glorious. <laughs> Every time I see the, like, army of roller boys on there. I mean, 
words. And then you look over and there's a cowgirl kissing one of the boys. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. I give you that. And it's still on the list. It's still a possibility. I need to talk through it. You need, need to talk, talk you need to talk through the gate. Yeah. Because the gate is the new choice. <clears throat> okay. So the gate. Open the gate and your spine-tingling nightmare begins. When two friends stumble across a mysterious crystalline rock in Glenn's backyard, they 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 quickly <laughs> they quickly dig up the backyard searching for more precious stones. Instead, they unearth what the fuck is this movie? I know. Instead, they unearth the gate, an underground chamber of terrifying demonic evil. So this sounds fucking dope. <laughs> Canadian horror starring uh, Stephen Dorff. That's right. It's got my boy Stephen Dorff in it. Far out. You're going to pick Roller Boys next. Oh, well, I can't. No, no, you won't. Uh, I will Boys. pick Thrashing next. Two strikes. Swing, birdie, birdie, birdie. Uh, you're going to pick Thrashing I will next, 100% pick Thrashing. Oh, uh, you said you are. I will 100% pick something like two weeks ago and you didn't yeah. pick it. But let's just re-examine Thrashing. Oh, this looks like a fucking great time. This looks like a second week of a good time. You know what I mean? I haven't seen Roller Boys, but this looks like a, a week of like, although I loved it, like Future Cop. Like it's a little bit going to be a little bit dated and hard to watch. Was Future Cop dated and hard to watch? And Thrashing? You don't think Thrashing is dated and hard? It's, it's yeah, a, but in a good movie way. from the 80s and that's a Rollerblade movie from the 90s. It is the not-so-futuristic not so distant future, a world scarred by ecological disaster and economic collapse. 2022. A once great city is reduced to barbed wire mazes. Kira, you have such a sway over my emotions. <laughs> I fucking hate it. Um, the future is ours. Pick your son of a bitch. Oh, fuck. I'm doing this now so I don't get stabbed at the end of the pod. Roll, boys. Yay, I win. Is, I no, win. I win. No, no. Is cut. No, what? <laughs> what? I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry that happened. You weren't, but paying, I was, you weren't paying attention. I was already watching a movie. <laughs> I was saying I'm doing it now so I don't get stabbed off the pod. Roller Boys is cut. What, you want me to stab you now? No, you I've can't do pen. it now because we're recording. <laughs> you can't do it. Um, How dare you? I'm going to shift gears. We're going the gate. The gate. Good times? Okay. Everyone happy with that? I'm fine with whatever. I put all three of them there. Uh, it didn't. It didn't get much, you know, excitement. Are we excited for it? I'm, I'm happy to watch to that movie. It. I'm un- unhappy that we will not be watching Roller Boys, and I worry about how long it will take for it to come back on the list. Out of the three, mostly here, because I would like to start the conversation about the Corys, and also because it's a good movie, and I haven't seen it in ages. I've seen Thrashing more recently. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna intentionally not pick something that you love. Oh, that's so cruel. Okay. Are we Kane good? will put three ninjas on the list and it's not getting picked. Oh, <laughs> I'll put it on the list. I'm never buying that type <laughs> So join us next week. Or don't join us next week. Uh, you won't to be able to because Brody will be dead. <laughs> for a new co-host. Okay. Um, I'm kidding. Thanks for listening. Make better life choices. Don't like, don't subscribe. Don't follow us on any of the social media. At Weird Kid Video. Leave us a review. Yeah. Rate us. Let us know what you think. Watch Brendan Lee movies. Yeah. All of them. And? Fuck you, Brody. Good doing business with you. It's good doing business with you. 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 It's good doing business with you. Good business. Insane. Come with you.
Nice doing business with you, Tony. Yeah. Nice doing business with you. <laughs> <laughs>